How's everyone tonight? Good. We're going to start our AMA and we're here today with Neo Nexus. And wait, I'm going to add Unlock DeFi into that. Let's do it. It's, it's, it's morning now in Thailand. Wasted sleep. Yeah. Uh, it's like what? Like uh, 8 a.m. Yeah, in the morning? It's true. Yeah, it's 8 a.m. in the morning. Um, I was um, hanging out with um, uh, it was GM and uh, Cabin and Melty yesterday. So, uh, nice. that's oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. When you were like, yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to be having dinner with Caben. And I was like, looking at the time. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm so confused. I opened up Twitter. <laughs> like, okay. So, first of all, first of all, I thought our Twitter space was at eight o'clock in the morning, my time. But I thought it was eight o'clock morning, my time yesterday, because that's Thursday for me. Um, and, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is not right. And then I opened my the Twitter app, and then the Twitter app said 8 p.m., right? So I'm like, oh, I must have screwed up by 12 hours. Wait, I'm having dinner at that time. So I thought it was 8 p.m. now, right? So now I'm at dinner with these people, mm. and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I have a Twitter <laughs> space at 8. I guess you're just all going to be in it. And they were like, sure, sure, we'll be in it. And I was like, oh, it'll be, this will be fun. And then like 8 o'clock rolls around, and I'm like, wait a minute. Chillchat hasn't started uh, AMA. I don't see anybody talking about it. Maybe I got it wrong again. <laughs> and so Kevin's like, Jack, Jack, hold on. I'll check, I'll check. And so, like, Kevin goes to, like, the Chillchat Twitter account. And he's like, no, no, it's it's 8 a.m. tomorrow. And I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> so, so I got it wrong, like, twice in a row. But, it, like, traveling has, like, completely wrecked my time zone yeah. um, understanding. Like, just completely wrecked. And it's made work so hard. Because, like, I want to work from, like, 9 to 9. 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. my time. And that's the time when my whole team doesn't want to work. So it, it's just been really, really awkward. Um, yeah. It, it's so weird. So you just have to remember, like, anything, like, 8 p.m., let's say, Thursday uh, in the U.S. is, like, 8 a.m. Thailand. Yeah, see, I, I, I know that, but I, I don't think I, I remember, like, I, I, I think I thought, oh, maybe it's just 8 a.m., like, you know, U.S. time, um, mm. so, but I, I, I did check, and yesterday night, so, so now, now I'm here, now I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you made yeah. it. No, guys, I, I was literally telling Pat, I was like, oh, can we push it to 9 o'clock, because I have a dinner, and then she was probably so <laughs> confused. I was so confused. I was like, okay, maybe you have yeah, like, tw- a party. Hour, at yeah, 12 hour um, dinner party, right? Oh. Yeah, I was like, you know what? You do you. I'm not going to ask anything. Yeah. <laughs> Pat's like, I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, thank you for coming on at eight in the morning. Here we are on, to you, it's like the 31st. So. It's already New Year's Eve for you. That's true. Okay. It's New Year's Eve, everyone. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. Yep. Yep. What are you going to be doing on your New Year's Eve in Bangkok? Um, catching up on work. I'm so behind hat. It's absolutely ridiculous. I think my team's going to kill me. Um, but there's like so many things we need to get out before January 1st. And uh, yeah, we just need to start pushing. There might be some stuff coming out. Okay, let's just let's just put it this way. Um, There's going to be a ton of stuff happening in the next 24 hours, as far as Unlock DeFi Neo Nexus is concerned. 
Um, oh, yeah. do you think we can get some alpha? Um, what do you think, Brett? You're you're I mean, you're, you're, you're the boss. You're the boss, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to leak any alpha? <laughs> Am I the boss? I don't know. I don't know. This is a tricky situation. <laughs> Yo, distant, distant. What can we say and what can we not say? In your, in your humble but opinion, we, I, you're you're creating the uh, feedback loop, man. Because I'm going right to Nepa too. So <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All I know, all I know, is if anyone can put out some major, major alpha within 24 hours time frame, it's you, my friend. <laughs> People, people like people don't. Well, see, see, here's the thing. Like, I share alpha all the time, but sometimes I share alpha, and it's like stuff that's happening in a month, and then people get so angry at me. It's like, Jack, you told me about this thing, but it hasn't happened yet, and I'm like, I'm just telling you guys early. Just like, what do you want me to do? Like, only tell you the alpha like when it's I about told- to be out. Like, don't you want early alpha? Like, <laughs> like I told my friends about magic and like treasure like a month ago. Mm. Well, it was at like seventy cents. Mm. Now it's at two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, and like everyone was pissed at me because it wasn't going up right away. Yeah. I'm like, look, it's it's we're early, guys. Like, just just hold for like a few weeks, dude. That's how I feel. Brain. That's how I feel all the time. They, the small brains were like a thousand dollars. Now they're seven k floor right now. Yeah. Oh. It, it it's kind of funny too because like you'll you'll say something, and then people won't appreciate it, and then two weeks later somebody also say it. And then they'll appreciate him. And you're like, well, I told you guys even earlier, right? It's like, oh, but it didn't go up. <laughs> so it's like, oh. Anyway, so let's see. What, what is happening? What is happening? Um, uh, the first version of the VR, right? Um, we told people that's coming out um, by the end of this year. Uh, that's coming out by the end of this year. Um, it's going to be a test build, right? It's going to be a little buggy. Um, but it's, it's a work in progress and we'll just keep innovating it, uh, over the next, uh, quarter. Uh, I, I talked about this previously, but you know, the first version, it's going to be like this kind of shared, uh, um, everybody, um, joins the same lobby, goes into the same, uh, 3d space. And then Q1 next year, we'll start on, um, 3d modeling, um, the actual resonances, right? So the first version of that is going to be, um, one 3d model, uh, of the, um, of the residents that probably everybody can use. And then eventually we want to have all 60. So, so the 2000 residential properties um, that's based on 60 different base models, just like for the commercials, um, the 2000 commercial properties that's based on 128 base models. I'm not sure if that's alpha. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you, you can find that out if you're clever. Um, so, and, and so like, it, you know, Q1 next year, we're going to have uh, artists who just like go and um, 3D model the interiors of all 60 of the base models of the residentials. And so you'll have your own, um, uh, you know, 3D space, whether you want to just access it on browser or in VR, right? So the VR that's coming out um, by the end of this year, uh, but then very soon after that, we'll, we'll integrate um, the browser version using WebGL. And then some point after that, I don't know exactly what timeline, but eventually we'll have a mobile version as well. So, so the idea is, you know, you can be in Thailand on your phone, your friend is in, um, I don't know, Italy uh, using Oculus and your grandma's in Dallas on her browser computer, right? And you can all go into the same world and all experience it and hang out and talk to each other and look at NFTs and, and do all those things. Um, so yeah, but, but as far as before the end of the year, um, the first test build of the VR um, that's coming out, um, again, we've partnered with Metaversal 
um, to bring that out. Uh, they recently rebranded to Metaversal. They're the test guys team, and they have um, the the main main person there, Charles. Um, you know, he's been an industry leader in VR and AR for the last ten years that he's been working on it. Um, so he knows what he's doing, but it, it is very complicated what we're doing. So it, it does take quite a bit of time, right? You know, like like and part of the reason, like we could have actually pushed this out a lot earlier, but we were trying to get the WebGL browser version working at the same time, and we were like, okay, that's not going to happen by the end of the year. So so let's just push out the the VR. But um, yeah, we were hoping to push both of those versions out at the same time, the browser version as well as the VR version. That's why like it's been taking so long, even though the VR version was like close. Um, so that's I one mean, thing. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, you shouldn't rush it. And like, I, I, I didn't, like, since I've been on the NFT space, like, I haven't really been interested in VR. But like, now that you're talking about it, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hyped up, really. And I'm looking at your website. I told um, Nepa this earlier, too. Yeah. Like, on your main website, you have like, a, the commercial building, and it's got like, Thai on it. That's the first thing I noticed. I know. We, we, we love Thailand. We, we love Thai people. <laughs> I love it. I really love it. It's so cute, dude. Like, yo, I really want to get the custom like residentials out, and then we want to start building like start building the customs for some of our partners and stuff too. Like, it's just gonna be oh, like man. so cool. Like, because like there's that there's yeah, there's no other project on Solana like building wise that just looks this detailed and looks this good. And we know exactly why, right? It's because it's ridiculously hard, expensive, and time consuming yeah. to create these models. Right, like it takes our artists hundreds and hundreds of hours to produce the models, but once we have them, Insane. right, it, it's just amazing, right? So imagine having one of those things as a club or a home or a factory. Um, that, um yeah. what's the difference though from a commercial and a residential? Yeah, yeah, like in utility wise. No, that, that's that's a great question. Right, right. So, so the plan is to have five mints of different types. So so far we've minted the residentials and the commercial. Uh, the prime focus of the residential is to have this. Um, uh, digital reality uh, of, of property that you actually own and can use um, in, in as many ways as a real property uh, as possible. So having this space where you can eventually invite, you know, 200 people into, into your house, uh, you can eventually like rent it out, um, you know, uh, party, hang out, uh, hang up NFTs as paintings, have furniture, move furniture around, uh, remodel it. Uh, there's all kinds of like cool stuff. Uh, and then for the commercials, um, eventual, uh, the, the beginning goal of that will be to uh, have a um, custom store as, as a URL link. So for example, like um, one of the things we recently rolled out that I encourage you guys to check out if you haven't is um, a gallery view for residential owners. Um, so if, if you own a residential um, property, you can navigate to the URL of your residential property and you can search of it on, on our website, neonexus.io. And, and type in the name of your uh, residential property and you'll be able to see like all of your um, NFTs and stuff. But you can also search by name for any other new Nexus property, right? So similar to that though, there'll be a URL for um, commercial properties, but that URL will actually be a store page and you'll be able to kind of sell your own NFTs. So our, our idea is like, I, I think there's a beautiful opportunity here in Solana for curated NFT sales. So it's this idea of like, I don't want to list my NFT for sale in a collection and it gets lost in a sea of other um, uh, NFTs, right? And people don't search for me, the curator or the creator or the influencer, they search by um, collection, right? So instead, like imagine if you were a curator, an artist, influencer, maybe a collector, right? So, so imagine you're a collector and you're like, 
I really think this particular Jambo or Solstead or, or Spaceship or, or whatever is worth a lot because it has these attributes. And imagine if you're like, I think these one of ones are really cool that I own, right? And then, so you can list them using our URL, right? And then people can go to you as a curator and see your vision and, and sort of like what you think are valuable and, and you know, uh, actively buy those. And that'll be the first version. And then the eventual um, vision uh, for the commercial properties, right? Is to have a fully like 3D space storefront that people can fly into, uh, check out um, NFTs and buy them directly um, within Neonexus without leaving the world, but also eventually integration into physical businesses so that people can, um, so, so say there's a restaurant in Neonexus, right? Like say you actually go into that restaurant and you see this custom 3D interior and you can be like, hey, I actually want to go eat at this restaurant. So you place a res uh, reservation directly inside Neonexus or you order food delivered to your home in a location that we support. Um, if it's a hotel, imagine if you could pick, book a room uh, um, you know, or, or, you know, maybe it's just somebody's Airbnb and you, you could, you could book a room. There's just so many different possibilities as we integrate the idea of, of, uh, ownership of like financial transactions, as well as integration into physical businesses. Right. So, so those are a lot of things that we're going to be doing uh, with commercial. A lot of those things will take a long time, but the things that won't take a long time is, um, just some sort of, uh, custom, uh, storefront URL. Um, webpage, almost like a, you know, uh, your individual eBay store, Amazon store, right? That that kind of stuff is very um, quick and easy to do. So that'll be the first step. Hey, hey uh, Jack, um, I got a question for you. An awesome stuff on the buildings. Uh, yep. So I, I can't remember if this was answered before, but but is there going to be like a map in Neo Nexus yes. where you? Pick out where your building is going to be, or yes. your building is already pre-placed somewhere. No, no, they're not. They're not pre-placed. I, I mean, the first version of our world, it might be pre-placed until we have the the land system and then like sort of the map set up. Um, we're, we're still kind of um, talking to um, different, uh, you know, people who who are giving us advice and community members and trying to figure out exactly how how the system will work. But there, there's going to be there's going to be neighborhoods, and you're going to be able to like the, the eventual version, right? So the first version, like we don't have it yet, so maybe like your building is just somewhere. Uh, but eventually, um, there's going to be um, an actual map. It, we're going to try to make it really cool, right? Not just like a grid, right? But something you know with with landscape, right? With water and mountains and and you know things like that and roads, highways, whatever. Um, and you'll be able to choose which neighborhood to place your property. Um, down and, and you know that's something that uh, we're doing because the community keeps asking for it because they tell us hey we want to live next to our friends right um, and then we're, we're trying to make it fair because we, we have a lot of people kind of um, telling us like d very different things so so there's a lot of people telling us like hey Jack um, we, we paid 2.5 soul or you know more or less than that depending on secondary markets uh, for a property I don't want to pay more money to put it down somewhere, right? And then we also have a lot of people that's like, hey, Jack, like these properties are really cool, but we want to invest in the land, right? You know, that, that's what, you know, we're used to on Ethereum and, and that's what, you know, we really, really want. And, and, and so we'll probably try to satisfy like everyone. And like the current idea is we'll have some communities where, sorry, neighborhoods, where it's going to be like free for you to place down your property, like completely free. And you'll just be able to use that. And then there's going to be like more maybe central neighborhoods and things of that nature uh, where there'll be some fee um, to whoever owns the neighborhood or the land for you to place it down. But but again, a lot of this stuff is like future where we're going to be um, doing a lot of brainstorming and planning this out um, in January. 
Uh, so probably, you know, uh, in Q1, there'll be a lot more details coming out um, for people after we do more brainstorming, talking to people who advise us and, and figuring out um, a lot of these things. Like we're, we're going to figure out a lot of the utility and like possible tokenomics and all that stuff as well. That's going to be uh, one of the things we need to do in Q1. Yes, that's, that sounds awesome. Um, I do a follow-up, though. So yeah. how are you going to manage? Would it be like first come, first served that people pull up and you know place their stuff in like the most prime positions? Mm -hmm. Or is there going to be a cost added to that? Yeah, so, so I, I think for the free neighborhoods, it's going to be completely um, first come, first serve. Uh, again, this is like planning stages, so this is not set in stone. If, if the community tells us that's a terrible idea, then, then we will adjust. Um, but you know that that's the plan for 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 the actual like ones where you have to pay for. I think that's going to be partly we're going to leave that partly up to the community, and by community I mean the people who's going to own the the you know neighborhoods. Like like right now we we don't have a concept of land yet. Maybe we will because of community demand. But right now the concept is these neighborhoods, and so like whoever uh, are the neighborhood owners, and, and right now there's basically essentially two neighborhood owners. Right, one is us. Right. So we're going to own all the free ones, and we're just going to let you guys place your properties down for free. And then the other is RoboDAO, right, who won the auction for the governor's mansion, which at the time was the largest auction at Solana, right, 1,050 sold. So they're going to own the, the neighborhood around the governor's auction, right? So some of that stuff is going to be up to the neighborhood owner. So in that case, it'll be up to them exactly how they want to structure uh, letting you place down, the costs associated with that. And if they have some requirements, right? So, so one of the things we're, we're trying to do with NeoNexus that hasn't been done before is we we're trying to like have this concept of uh, like at least having the option of city planning. So a, a lot of these other like metaverses, it, it, it's kind of like a mess, right? It, it's like you can just do whatever on your land next to the land of like somebody else. And then there's that one whale who bought like a thousand plots of land just as an investment and it's completely empty and there's nothing on it and there won't ever be anything on it, right? He's just buying it to sell it in a few years, right? And and as, as an actual city, it just looks terrible. And then the other problem with that is like, because it's it's such like a, a, a system where anything can happen on the land, it, you just have this super boring like grid, right? Real cities are not like that, right? Real cities are completely not like that, right? Like I'm a student of history, you know, I, I lead like 30 plus mile walks around Manhattan. I, I, I love cities, I love communities and cultures. And, and the way that like history works is that you have people to come together and they build a city together. And then a lot of these things come out of need, right? And then a lot of the city planning comes from the community and, and what they need, right? Like, like if, if, I, if I create a park um, uh, next to where I live in Jersey City, then you absolutely need a basketball court, right? But maybe you create a park in another neighborhood and what they need is a, is a tennis court, right? I mean, that's a stupid example, but it, it's, it's like a lot of this stuff comes out of need. And, and so like, like the, the opportunity for, for certain communities on Solana to actually win these neighborhoods and manage these neighborhoods and, and we allowing them to, to kind of almost like city plan the neighborhood with us. Maybe like they're like, hey, hey, Jack, you know, I want our neighborhood to have more trees and mountains and lakes. We can do that, right? And then, or, or they come to us like, hey, we want our neighborhood to be more residential so that, you know, 60% of the properties are residential or something like that. Or they come to us and it's like, hey, we want a really industrial neighborhood, right, for one of our upcoming mints. And we want it to be really cool, like factories and docks and stuff like that. We can do that, right? So, so you know, I, I don't know if it'll work, but I think it'll work better than a lot of the other systems out there. Um, and just literally like us um, hand in hand working uh, with people in our community who have invested in the land and the neighborhoods to kind of build the city up with some structure 
right? Because we, we really don't want a, a world where it's just empty land and then you just have mismatched uh, sort of properties right next to each other, right? Like it doesn't really make too much sense to have like a sewage plant right next to a school, right? In the real world. And I don't think that makes sense in Neonexus either. And anyway, that, that's just kind of part of the vision of what we're trying to do, like that, that option of city planning and that idea of having at least a little bit more structure and there being more texture to the terrain as well. So that it's not just some flat grid. Like, you know, I, I really want to make this world um, as real as possible. Like things you do in the world to be as real as possible, like, you know, party, buy, sell, shop, hang out with friends, um, get married. Uh, also, like, go to school, right? You know, we're going to be working with educational companies so that they can start, start um, having some classes inside Neonexus. Um, you know, this is, again, future, future. Um, but but also, you know, we want the world itself to feel real, right? You know, we're, we're spending, um, we're going to be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on the story side. Um, we're going to be um, having multiple games, um, small games, uh, be integrated inside Neonexus next year. Um, so, yeah, uh, we want it to be, as real as possible, we want you to be able to do, to do as many reasonable things as possible um, all inside Neonexus without, without leaving. Nice. Mm. I have a question about the neighborhoods then. For example, you were yeah. saying like, okay, it wouldn't really make sense if you know you had a swamp next to the school. Right? <laughs> let's say yeah. a group of people decided, okay, this neighborhood, we want this and that. Who's going to design it? Will it be the Neonexus making you know the environment for them, like making the roads? making the pavement or is it mostly them doing it? No, that, that, that's a good question. It's, it's going to be a combination of both, right? It, it, it's like if, if you worked with other software companies before, like, like usually you have like, um, I forget what it's called, right? But, but you work with like one client and then you develop the tools for that client. And then once you have that tools, all the other clients can use it, right? It, it's basically like, you know, software as a service, right? That whole industry. And so like, like you know, in, in our sense, our first real client is RoboDAO, right? I have a meeting with them in January um, coming up, the representatives. We're going to start talking in January and Q1 about what they want, what their needs are. And we're going to start building out these tools, right? So it's just some of these things that um, um, landowners and neighborhood owners are going to want. We don't want it to be completely stuff where they have to bug us all the time and we do it, right? We want to build the ecosystem tools and then give them those tools so that they can then go and model it themselves, right? So literally they can go in their browser um, you know, and, and sort of um, play around with it. And then, you know, at some point it'll be finalized and then it'll be shipped into the, the or released, I guess, into, into the world, right? But we want to build um, these tools up and we can do that, right? We can do that because we are a technology first company and, and that's been sort of our focus from day one, right? You know, it's, it's like, we're not an NFT project, like we're a technology company. We think about not just the NFTs, but the ecosystem, the tools, the platform, uh, integrations, the APIs, and all of those things. And I'm super excited to build all of that. Yes. And when Jack says we're a technology company, he is indeed talking about Unlock DeFi. Yep. Neonexus is one of our NFT projects under Unlock DeFi. But hey, Flag Rush, did you have a question or a comment for us? Um, yeah, I actually, um, this is great because a couple of questions I had just got answered. Sweet. Um, I hadn't been able to join uh, many of the AMAs yet, but uh, yeah, I had questions about um, the maps and uh, and interactivity with, with games. Sounds like you're going to have some of those things. I guess the, yep. the, uh, the one that I had was um, when it comes to bringing in uh, uh, people that interact with the space who don't already have uh, uh, investments in Neonexus, yep. you know, 
uh, what's going to draw them in. Um, my, with the, with the mindset here that I'm thinking of something like an interactive space with, with, uh, with other people that are walking around, they're not actually humans, but just, uh, just AI people walking around and think of like a, uh, like a GTA style, mm. um, kind of gameplay that maybe if you don't own properties, you still want to go into Neo Nexus and go to like maybe a battleground area where, you know, you, you've been airdropping uh, various weapons and things like that. So like a, a place people can just go battle or go steal cars and drive <laughs> around, uh, around the streets or yeah. You know, say you want to walk down the street and, and punch some guy in the face, right? Yeah. Like you would in, uh, in GTA is, are you guys thinking there's going to be some aspect that has that, or is it going to be, solely you go in with their vr and you see other people using vr and you go to their properties um yeah i i, I think like i i see what you're getting at like like it's it's kind of a little bit in between i suppose like like first of all like um you know this first version is vr right but but uh, the plan was always to have the browser version up um out um, very soon um uh, we were trying to get it out at the same time, but couldn't. Um, and, and it's because, like, we, we understand, like, most of the community don't have uh, VR headsets. And so the primary experience is going to be browser, right? So we're, we're, we we have the back end, um, like, built. And, and that's sort of the hard part. That's what's taking up so much time that we can support um, eventually all three platforms simultaneously, uh, mobile browser and, and VR. In, in terms of what you'll be able to do um, if you haven't invested um, in properties, right? So initially, uh, golden ticket holders, um, commercial and residential holders, um, you guys will all have the kind of access into this uh, uh, 3D world. Um, and then once you have, uh, we have the base model of the residential release to all residential owners, um, we'll have some system where you can invite anybody um, who, who doesn't own uh, property into your property, right? But outside of that, you know, what is what is most interesting to me? Like, yes, the games, right? So so that 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 is interesting. That is interesting for sure. And once we start releasing, you know, almost like arcade style games, like maybe maybe some sort of arena, like you know, and and, and other ideas, um, you know, sometime uh, next year, uh, it it's going to be up to not just us, but whoever works with us to release their game inside New Nexus on how they want to structure that. Right? And the way they want to structure that might be, hey, you know, if you're a golden ticket holder, you have this access. If you have commercial property holder, you have this access. If you don't own any of the NFTs, then maybe you have to buy a ticket or, or you know, you have limited access or there's like a free mode. But but it, it's sort of like we, we envision like New Nexus as, as, as more of a, a platform. And so we were trying to build this platform in which other communities, ecosystems can launch um, their experiences and their games on top of us. And we just want to enable them to do with it whatever they choose, right? And, and so, yes, so some of those experiences, um, it'll be, hey, there's this version for, for people who's just completely free to play. They don't need to own any investment, any property um, whatsoever. They just get invited, right? But sort of the other thing that's really exciting to me is like, like let, let's say I, I'm in New York, right? And I want to see a ballet show or a circus performance or a movie, right? I don't own the movie theater, right? I don't have a membership pass to the ballet, but I want to go there a few times a year to see that big event, right? And, and that sort of thing is really exciting to me as well. Just having um, this world that maybe there's going to be people who aren't actively daily in, but they want to travel to Neo Nexus, right? They want to come for those big events um, in the future. That's a, especially like Mint 3. That's going to be entertainment, right? So that's going to be one of our focus on enabling once we have that Mint. This idea of like, hey, how do we work with creators in this space 
so that we can start having, you know, movie nights and music festivals and things of that nature uh, that people can come and enjoy. Um, just anybody, right? Yeah. W Wasted Sleep, um, you have your hand up? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I assume that, that answered um, Flat Rush's question and mm. building, building upon his question, because um, I haven't really been paying enough attention to the project. That's my fault. I mean, I'm a quite a recent investor, and that's Issa's fault. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll probably just, you know, want to visit the Issa neighborhood at some point. I'm sure he, he can probably make one. <laughs> yeah, let's make it uh, happen. Have, yeah, have you announced – well, it's actually a two-part question. So you obviously the residential and the commercial. Have you actually announced what the other three are? I know you yes. mentioned earlier that this – I, I, I believe we have. Um, Nepa, do you have them off the top of your head? I, I know Mint 3 is entertainment. Uh, or, or distant, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've got them. So our first Mint was residential. Our second Mint, uh, which we just completed, was commercial. Then, as Jack said, we have entertainment coming up. After that, we're going to follow with industrial and we're going to finish with public. So public's going to be like uh, universities, schools, utilities like that. Yeah. So so let me just touch on all five just very quickly. Like residential, that's, that's your home where you live, where you invite your friends to, your own 3D space that's personalizable and customizable and remodelable. Um, commercial is your own storefront where eventually you'll be able to buy, sell, trade, uh, things that are not just NFTs, but um, hopefully physical as well that ship to your door, uh, reservations in, in real places, um, booking hotels in, in real places, uh, things of that nature. Uh, entertainment, yes, we want to have stuff that enables you to host like movie nights, music festivals, um, parties, um, nightclubs, uh, maybe charge tickets and entry fees and things of that nature. Um, industrial, um, super, super ambitious. Um, so, so don't necessarily take my word for it. Like, you know, it's going to take some time for us to get there. That's meant for. Um, but this idea of like, hey, like inside NeoNexus, we're going to allow you to buy, sell, trade, but also create NFTs, right? So imagine if you had um, a factory industrial building and you can actually produce the, the items that's needed in the real world that is NeoNexus, right? So imagine if you had a chair factory, a bed factory, you know, a hat factory, right? We're partnering with Rich Bottle, right? So this bottling factory, Right. And, and not only is it just some fun, like gameplay thing, but imagine it having the functionality of actually creating machines or uh, that have utility. Like, imagine if you had like, like, I, I don't know if we'll do this, like maybe we won't. But imagine if you had a gun factory or a car factory and you're actually producing cars, right, that people will be able to drive around. Imagine if you had a spaceship factory, right, that produce spaceships that people can fly. Or maybe maybe we don't do that. We do do so as normal mints and, and we use the factories for one for like, you know, more normal stuff, one-time use stuff. Like, like imagine if like rich bottling factory gave you these like bottles that are like one-time use that give you some effect or power up or, or they're teleportation bottles. So you, you consume it and you teleport somewhere else, right? There, there's so many possibilities, but that's like industrial. And then with public, the two things that are like really, really interesting to me with public. And again, this is down the roadmap. So, so this is up to change is this um, simultaneously um, one part, which is sort of public services. So that's like, you know, utilities um, as well as um, schools. So, so that's what I mean when, you know, I would love to work with teachers and, and uh, you know, at least one um, educational partner uh, to start trying and launching some sort of, you know, classes, lessons um, inside your next. So it, it, imagine like, like someday, right, in the distant future, uh, you don't go to college, right? You just go to NeoNexus. Uh, you, you, you study, learn remotely and so much better than Zoom learning. 
and you can have classes, lessons, exams, um, real courses um, that give you real certificates that are NFTs, that's tied to blockchain, right? And then um, to, to, you can earn maybe like NFTs um, and, and, you know, for, for showing that you've learned that course. And then maybe even deeper than that, that course can then be applied, right? So imagine if you take like a math class and it's on like cryptography, and then somewhere in this world, we hide a puzzle that requires cryptography for you to decipher, right? Imagine if there's a class that teaches you um, how to, I don't know, like um, 3D model like furniture, and then you go into your furniture factory and you 3D model it, right? The possibilities are just so incredible. Like imagine if you take like a financial class that teaches you about, I don't know, staking and like trading Solana into other cryptos or whatever. And then you just walk into like DeFi building inside Neonexus and trade right there, like all in that same world, right? That's sort of the future that we, we want to head um, into. Yeah. So Okay. That, that's insane. I mean, yeah, I, I had a feeling it was going to be something like that. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I better, better get some soul ready for, for the future. Um, so building upon that, say there's going to be sort of thousands of each of these, or okay, maybe less and less of as the categories get bigger, there'll be less factories, obviously, and, and less schools and utilities and things. But are these, are you planning to have these all on the one, uh, the one map, the one world, so to speak? And, and how big do you envision that being? Yeah, so, so currently the plan is um, 10,000 uh, properties, right? That's what we announced as the mint, and it's like 2,000 of each type. And that will all be inside the um, city-state of Neonexus. And then after that, we just want to react to um, supply and demand and, and market demand. Yes, yeah, so we want the city-state to be big enough that it's not crowded. Uh, there's going to be, you know, some empty space around, you know, and also just open space, you know, like lakes, trees, mountains, and things of that nature. Uh, but yes, it, it's going to be like a, a pretty um, busy, full, uh, you know, futuristic neo city, in, in my opinion. Um, it's not going to be like this huge like planet, but but the the neo the city state is on the planet of Rainsphere, and so if if the demand is high enough, like first of all, what we're going to do is you know as as demand goes up and more people want to actually live in neo we'll probably enable some sort of renting system for for property owners. And then at some point when we need to expand, you know, like assuming that our user growth takes off at some point, uh, then yes, we'll start thinking about um, other cities, right? Other city states inside the same planet uh, that is Rainsphere. And then like the cool interactions that can come with that. There's actually been, um, oh my gosh, it, it, it's actually been so long, but like initially the plan for Neonexus and Rainsphere was completely different. Like we were planning to have much simpler art models and we were planning to sell entire city blocks as NFTs instead of buildings, right? So it's going to be like a much kind of more grid style, uh, you know, less detailed um, sort of vision. And then in that vision, we were planning to roll out other city states um, faster, right? Because instead of owning just one property, like every person will be owning an entire block of different buildings. And then, but due to community demand, like people are like, no, we want individual buildings. Um, that's what we pivoted to. And so the rollout of other city states will kind of be uh, much more a long-term plan. And it's going to be much more dependent on, on user growth, right? Because we, we don't want to fractionize um, this world, just like, you know, you, you guys talked about, you, you don't want the world to feel empty, right? You want there to always be um, things to do and all that nature. But the sort of exciting thing about the other city-states is that um, they're planned to have completely different aesthetics and architecture. So I just can't wait until we start doing some of those things because it, it is like, 
Dude, some of the ideas for them are just so badass. <laughs> but but again, like we, we can't work on it until the demand for neonexes is so high that we actually need it, right? Like like real world like towns and cities and, and nations, um, they're built out of need most of the time. Otherwise you just end up with ghost cities, right? And that has happened to some metaverses where they just have this whole planet and it's just like empty land all around. I, I think that sucks, honestly. Um, you know, there's, there's all these ghost towns in China, for example. So, so no matter how cool the idea is, right? Like we have to only do it once there is enough need, enough users that demand it. That 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 all makes perfect sense. Um, so building, um, going back to what you'd said, sorry, another question, I hope that's all right. Um, going back to what you said earlier about how obviously you want to design and, and have built uh, things building upon uh, building to make be more realistic so yeah so there's there's people who want to live in a neighborhood and they and they want to maybe congregate around a school or a or a business or things like that what what is the thinking behind having the 2000 of each because in, in my mind i would have thought there'd be more houses less businesses and then less utilities and less factories kind of going down in that order and then less public buildings and utilities on the end of it because just like in the real world, I mean, there aren't that many businesses. So a lot of people all want a house, but they they don't they're not they're not going to want to spend time in in your in your world. Maybe having a business, whereas there will be a few business owners and they'll attract lots of people and things like that. No, that, that that's actually a really good point. You know, you know, and and the honest answer to that is, um, like some of the stuff we're we're doing on the fly, right? So so even when we like first announced, like, hey, we're going to do five minutes of two thousands. You know, we didn't have pre-planned what those five minutes were, right? We actually we actually had maybe like seven different ideas, and then we ended up merging some of them and, and came up with five. So so I mean, like like truthfully, like you know, if we had like a month to pre-plan everything, like probably like some of the sizes would be a little different, right? Like like for example, you know, I already feel like some of the properties we did, um, we were you know we're doing for one mint should have been in a different mint. Um, so, so we're already feeling stuff like that, you know, I, I, I think in terms of like, Hey, why 2000, this 2000, this 2000 or this, it, it's this idea of like, well, it, it kind of depends on how you use the property. Right. So, so it's like, you know, if, if I own a, um, commercial property in the real world, oftentimes the owner just lives right above it. Right. Um, so, so even though in terms of utility, like if you own a, I don't know, a sushi shop, like you won't have a, you know, 3D customizable residential home to invite 200 friends into, but still it represents your home, right? Because you're living right above the sushi shop, right? So, so there's this idea of like, hey, even though there's only 2000 residential buildings and you're right, you know, there's probably going to be more people who actually want a physical home, maybe to put on their Twitter, hey, I live here or whatever, or to invite their friends, like their home base, like where they teleport into. Um, when they join the game, right? Like we, we believe like some of those like quote unquote homes can be like other types of properties, right? Like I just live at my sushi shop or, you know, at, at, at my, I don't know, store or restaurant or something like that. Um, and, and then in terms of like the actual split, yeah, that's, so that's something like we, we have a lot more leeway to play around with for mints three, four and five, because we have more time to plan those out. Um, and then, you know, within the category itself, there's a lot of um, dials um, that need to be adjusted, right? So so in, in public, right, there's all kinds of buildings, right? But how many do we do that's like governmental buildings versus utility buildings um, versus schools? Uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe there's some sort of like garbage plant or sewage processing plant, right? So, so, so within that category itself, even though, you know, just for simplicity, and this is something that's easy to kind of plan and announce, hey, it's going to be 2000. Right. Within the category itself, we can spend more time adjusting the dial so that the actual um, distribution of the properties uh, make more sense. 
so so at, at least that's how we're going about it and you know we you know we're, we're not perfect we make mistakes um and there are some things where it's like always balancing uh you know what can we do now versus you know what can we do like if we had infinite time and we don't have infinite time and resources so so you know so far um that that is how uh it's going to shape up that's great that makes that makes yeah, that makes sense. No, I just had I had a strange vision of instead of like you know a village yeah. and in a a, a a shop, suddenly you've got like a whole neighborhood of factories because they're just hanging out with each other. Um. <laughs> well, if if you go to some of the uh, cities in China, like or or there's some industrial towns in the world where it actually does feel like that. <laughs> it's just all warehouses right. and factories. So, <laughs> uh, thank you. I have yeah, a th thanks for the questions. Sure, Pat. So like, you know, for example, if you had like a resident um, building, you could, you could enter it yourself. But let's say if someone yes. like wasted, like if he wanted yeah. to enter it, he would need an yeah. invite from me or he yeah. can come whenever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, we, we plan to have an invite system. So that's, so that'll be like kind of system one uh, where, where people like, whether they want to teleport there, you know, depending on how we implement the teleport system, or if they just literally walk to your door and you're like, hey, this property looks really cool. I'm going to knock on it and see if somebody's home, right? And nice. then you get this, like, you know, ping or something. It's like, do you recognize this person? <laughs> or, you know, is he, is, is it Brett trying to stalk you, right? And then and then you can decide whether to to, <laughs> to, to let them in or not. Um, but, but yeah, and, and then, you know, eventually um, we, we want to have it a little bit more advanced than that, right? So imagine if you can just like whitelist, you know, a number of people and be like, hey, these people are welcome to come to my home anytime. Or maybe there's like this, this toggle you can flip and you're like, hey, I want my house to be publicly viewable. So mm -hmm. then they can come to my house. Like, sure, they can't destroy my furniture or whatever, but, but they can actually come even when I'm not there, right? So, so some sort of those more uh, customizable um, uh, options yeah. will be available in the future. Yeah. Uh, for the commercial ones, people can come in any time or is it the same um it's probably going to be similar right you know like you you can, you can have like you know like hours where i'm open yeah, and stuff like that like just like real businesses yeah, yeah. You, you know maybe you want to cap how many people are in there um you're like hey covid only two people inside at a time right or, or, or maybe you're you want to do something that's like super super like high touch custom and, you know, it's almost like one of those like high end luxury shops where it's like you yeah. go in and it's like every customer has a person waiting on them and like bringing out luxury watches. And, and you know, or, or, or maybe it's a place that sells cars and it's like, you know, you have actual people there like taking them on virtual drives. Right. So maybe it's like a high touch system. So we want to enable that as well. Uh, you know, some point um, in, in the future. I, I just think it's so cool, like this idea of like trying to build reality itself, like That's inside really a digital insane, metaversal space. And and like part like and people ask me like, hey Jack, people have been doing you know like you know like stuff that's like the metaverse for like twenty years, right? Even though the name hasn't been around for twenty years, like AVR and all this stuff. Like like why do you think like now is the time that you know these things are real and it's not going to be just a fad that disappears and then twenty years later somebody else tries? And and, and I, th I really think like like part of it, yes, is the boring answer. Like technology has gotten easier, and and you know I, I think VR is a big part of that to make it believable and and livable and and kind of uh, uh, kind of usable. And then with like how cheap Oculus headsets are, like it's becoming like sustainable for a large part of the population. But I think the real answer is for the first time ever, you can have true digital ownership of unique assets inside the metaverse, right? And that's what NFTs allows. And that's what blockchain allows, right? So every time, like, like, and this is not even possible any other blockchain than Solana. That's why I'm so like bearish on any other metaverse built anywhere else. Like, I just don't think they can succeed because they're so limited 
um, by the actual technology of the blockchain, right? And, and they can try to scale, but we'll just scale so much faster than they can because of their limitations, right? So imagine like you go to a vending machine in Neonexus and you want to buy a bottle of Coke for $5. You can do that in Neonexus, right? Like that is easy for us to implement. And then out pops this 3D model of a Coke bottle in your hand, but it also out pops it into your wallet. And you can buy, sell, trade it on Magic Eden, but you can also like just drink the bottle. And maybe it powers up your character inside a game or an experience, or it makes you run faster for a while, like whatever it is. Or, or maybe like you buy a bottle of beer and you drink it and you get drunk and then you start hobbling, right? Like all these like cool things. Um, and then maybe when you consume it, it's a one-time use and the NFT is gone, right? That sort of stuff, it can't, it, it, like it, it was impossible to do that sort of stuff before because it would just be a centralized system in which you're trusting, right? And now we can do it in a decentralized way where you actually own these NFTs when they come out, they can be single use and the transaction fees can be so low then you can literally like buy stuff for five bucks, right? And you can only do that on Solana, you can only do that now. And then you'll be able to do that in your Nexus. I, I don't know if you'll be able to do that in other places. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will copy us, you know, once like, that's kind of been um, what's been happening so far. So, uh, so but, but I think it's really cool, yeah. Can Go on, wasted. Yeah, can I? Um, I safely assume that if you're going to have a whitelist, you're probably going to have a blacklist, so that, um, so that I keep... <laughs> yeah. when I when I keep knocking on um Chill Chat's door, it doesn't <laughs> keep pinging her that that idiot's still outside. But sort of building building upon that and more on the commercial side of things, um, so you've got all the assets inside, I guess, and you're redesigning your shop for things. Would you be able to have uh, different levels of permission. So I, I want customers to come in and look around, but I also yeah. want my, my, my shop assistant or my colleague to be able to edit the, the shop front as well. Is that going to be a thing? Yeah. I, I think that needs to be a thing. I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I, I think it's not going to be functional unless that's a thing. Yeah. Like tiered permission system. Absolutely. Yeah. The scope of this project is, is pretty mind blowing to me, but it's not like from the, just the art alone, um, all the different, just how how um, like detailed each piece is i could really yeah. see that you're, you're the team you know the team is already in the process of making that scope happen so it's pretty awesome yeah. to see thank you chile like like yes like the the scope of our project is absolutely ridiculous and it is ridiculous to a point where i literally talk to other metaverse projects and they're like jack you're crazy right like we would never do that and we're like, but yes, aren't we building the metaverse? <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's like I, I feel like, you know, like it, it's like, it, it, there's a lot of projects out there doing like really, really cool stuff. And I, I think maybe they're a little bit more reasonable about it, about it, right? They're like, hey, we're doing this. And then if it succeeds, maybe we go big. And if that succeeds, maybe we go bigger. And like here at Unlock DeFi and Neonexus and led by me, I'm just like, no. Like this is what the future is going to look like in 10 years. And we just start building it now. And I'm not gonna like keep it back. Like, I'm just like, this is what we're building for. This is our goal and this is how we get there. And we're just gonna go one step at a time until we get there or we die trying, right? And, and that's sort of how <laughs> I feel. Like, I, I don't wanna be like, I'm gonna dip my toes in the water and see if it's like, you know, warm enough for me to dive straight in. It's like, no, I just rip off all my clothes and I dive into the Arctic and I start swimming to Russia, right? Like that's sort of the person I'm in, I am, right? That's, like either I get to Russia or I die trying, take. right? You know, I think that's what it takes, right? The, the stuff that actually stands the test yeah. of time. You look back at the people yeah. who started it, and they're batshit crazy, right? Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah, bad, absolutely. Batshit crazy, but he built Facebook. Elon Musk, batshit crazy, but he, you know, he's now the richest guy in the whole world. Um, but, yeah, yep. like, when, when we're talking about the metaverse, man, like, 
the extent of the metaverse, the, just the scope of it. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. It's, it, it's ridiculous, but uh, that's, that's what it takes is that sort of uh, ambition and vision. And so I, I really love that about this project, about this team. Uh, I, I see I see a lot of similarities between the team here, the team at Chill Chat, yeah. at just the ambition and the, like, you know, it's not just, oh, you know, hey, we're just going to throw together a, a quick, you know, art thing for a, yeah. for a quick buck and say it's going to be metaverse it's like no we're 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 going to build this no you know that's that's yeah. awesome yeah, uh, very bullish yeah i'll tell you two i'll tell you two things right like like if, if this was a metaverse project like half my team would not be working here right like like people are not coming and joining me from google and wall street banks you know people making you know between 100 and 300k a year and quitting their job to work for us if we didn't have the 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 vision the passion and the ridiculous belief that we can change the world and the future of how people consume entertainment and media, right? I, I think this leap is going to be as big as going from like black and white TV to 3D movies and cinemas, right? That, that's, that's actually yeah. how big I, I think this leap is. And as long as I can convey that to people, then they're like, oh shit, Jack, I want to work for you for free because I want to build that future with you, right? Last thing and I'll then ask. the other thing, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, but last thing, last thing is, I just I'm curious what the, what the alpha is. Would you recommend getting a residential, a commercial, both? I mean, obviously both. But if you can only get one, and then yeah. or waiting, waiting for the next uh, mints. Like, what what is like the one the one category I guess that you're most like stoked for? Yeah, I, I you know I, I I think eventually you're gonna you're gonna if you can afford it, you're gonna probably want to dabble yourself in anything. And and like the the long term answer is it depends on what you want to do, right? Like like if you if you don't want to own a store where you sell NFTs and you want to actually customize, like hey, I want to list these NFTs, I want to actually sell these um products, uh, uh, then maybe like residential just makes more sense for you. Like you just want friends to a party and invite to your home. Like it's it's like a little bit less um intensive in which like. Uh, how successful and how usable um, the property will be w without a customization from you. But then if you're somebody in, you know, maybe you own a restaurant, you're like, hey, maybe someday I can be like, literally like list my restaurant inside Neonexus and my menu can be in this restaurant. Then you want to be commercial, right? And then the sort of more short, so that's the kind of like the long-term answer. It depends on what you want to do in the world. The short-term answer is um, the the customizable, like, sorry, the, the custom uh, residential 3D interior um, that's going to come out like Q1 next year. And I think that brings so much utility to residential owners that in the short term, it probably makes more sense to own um, a residential than a commercial. And then the same thing is going to happen to commercial, right? Like once we start rolling out like 3D stores and stuff like that, the same thing is going to be like, oh, you really want a commercial before we roll that out because that's going to be huge, right? But then in terms of like what makes the most sense to own, like honestly, I think golden tickets are so undervalued. It's absolutely ridiculous. Right, uh, you know, and I think that's partly our fault for not advertising it well. Um, but golden tickets—they're like a lifetime access pass to almost anything we do as a company, right? Not Neo Nexus as a project, but Brett as a company unlock DeFi, right, Brett? So, um, so, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so it, it's like there's there's so many things that we're working on, and some of these things are deep partnerships with Neo Nexus. Like some of the tools, like maybe like applications, integrations, uh, Unlock DeFi are working on. That's just going to feed into Neonexus. And then there's going to be like, there's other projects that we're start we're going to start talking about Q1 of next year. That's not really related to Neonexus. That's going to start coming out. Some of which we already talked about, right? Like the auction 
for the um, Dim Spirit uh, collaboration with Gary Webb, that sculpture, you're going to need a golden ticket to bid on that, right? So there's going to be like some auctions where you need a golden ticket to bid. There's going to be um, other mints where if you don't have a golden ticket, then you're not going to get a discount or maybe you can't mint, right? You, you still need a golden ticket to even mint mints like three to five. Uh, you know, there's going to be some mints in the future where maybe it's like, hey, if you own a golden ticket, it's going to cost you 0.5 soul. If you don't, then it's going to cost you one soul, right? And, and that's going to be like for the lifetime of the company, like whether this company survives 10 years, 50 years or 10,000 years, um, golden tickets are going to help bring value, right? And this is something I, I talked about in the early days of Twitter spaces. And this is like sort of the vision. It's like our, our initial investors, right? We wanted it to be community. And I want you guys to enjoy like super um, awesome returns on that. So, so you know, we, we want golden tickets to be this sort of long lasting thing that eventually you can pass on to your children and be like, you hodled that, right? And your children pass it to their children. And then it's the year 2,549 and your children are like, hey, what is this golden ticket in my Solana wallet? Um, let me take it out and let me check out these uh, Neo Nexus buildings uh, that I see in this wallet. And hey, they, that looks exactly like my building. And then this like, you know, old guy walks through and it's like, hey son, that building was modeled in the year like 2020. 500 years ago, right? Like that, that's sort of like this crazy idea that, that I have and who knows whether it happened or not, but I think it'll be so cool if it did. And you know, the, the thing is like, like you guys say, like it's not, it's definitely not gonna happen if you're not crazy enough to dream it, right? So you're crazy enough right. to dream it and, and maybe it will happen, right? <laughs> a lot, man, I love it. Yeah, There's so been some people with their hands up for a while. I just wanted to throw it to, to you know, feel free to, Ask some questions. Uh, I mean, uh, Let's hi I'll high five all your hands. Let's go. <laughs> I, I did have a quick, just want to make a few comments myself. If that's okay. Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, again, I guess to the point, you know, Jack was mentioning earlier, um, how crazy this project is. And that's what makes me love about it because there's so many things that's going on. And the ambition is, you know, phenomenal and it's it's almost impossible but what um i think is going to come from that is great utility right so we might aim for the stars but we'll get to the moon and being able to get to the moon you can create so many new different things and so many different um opportunities so i'm just so bullish just from um you know that standpoint and you know another thing you know <clears throat> excuse me i work at a technology company and it's one of the most biggest online learning companies in the world. And especially with COVID and people, you know, uh, distancing, distancing themselves, this can be a really great opportunity, uh, not for only the Nexus, but just the entire uh, metaverse ecosystem. And I think a lot of people see that. But um, what I envision one day is, you know, being able to invite coworkers, friends to events and, you know, have my other Neo Nexus partners, and you know, hey, can you host this event? Charge a fee, make some money, things like that. So it's really ambitious, really far out, and you know, thinking in the head. But um, just like Jack mentioned, it's, it's so many crazy things that you know we may have a thousand crazy things, but maybe we we find fifty good crazy things that can work, and it'll make Neo Nexus stand apart from all other um, companies and other metaverses. So um, that's just my two cents. Yeah, th thank you so much for saying that, Crypto King. And, and yeah, I agree. Yeah, go ahead. I ended up just uh, sweeping a uh, resident residential building. I actually got, um, let me find the name, but it was just the, right there on the floor, first one. And I think it was ranked like 300. So wow, nice. On moon rank. 
Oh, Moonrake. Congrats. So. Pretty stoked. <laughs> like, that seemed, sounded like it was a pretty damn good snipe. Dude, I, I'm so stoked. I, I just go back and, and, like, buy my own properties with my own money, like, once a week or whatever. I'm just like, this is the dumbest thing in the world. Like, like, because, like, like, you know, other projects, like, sure, I can spend, like, 10 hours researching them and being bullish. You know, now I'm bullish on Chill Chat and, and Mumble Jumbo because I've talked to their teams and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. But it, it, it's, like, other projects, like, I, I just don't have time, like, running Unlockify, Neonexus to, like, do all this research. But I know what's happening at my company. And I look at my properties and I'm like, I, I think these things are going to be worth more than 100 soul someday. So, like, it's the stupidest thing in the world if I don't just keep buying them using my own money. And so I just, I just keep doing that myself, though. So. And, and I know some people in the audience do as well. I, I know Issa has a, has a pretty big uh, stable, but yeah. And and I'm not sure about Brett, but I'm, I'm sure uh, she'll, she'll accumulate some as well. Oh, most definitely. I still hold my golden tickets in my properties. This is a long-term play. Like, Chill Chat and Neo Nexus, like, teams, it's a long-term play. And I'm bullish on both of our teams because, you know, like we were already discussing, we're both building it out slowly but surely. Not even slowly. We're building it out consciously consciously you know we're not here for quick yeah. flips this is not just a profile picture collection and we're looking for a cash grab you know we're both looking to collectively be a part of this new internet that we're creating this web 3 that we're creating the quote-unquote metaverse we're all talking about i mean and i know a lot of people say metaverse now but you'll actually see it through the utility through the teams through the work that we will do you know that we are doing so i'm bullish on both of us for sure and i i do appreciate all the kind words that we're doing but i do want to remind everyone like i i also think it's going to be valued pretty high because little do some people don't even know about the governor's mansion auction jack like we auctioned off a governor's mansion and that went for a thousand and fifty souls so to me personally if it went for a thousand and fifty soul the other properties yeah. only can catch up you know that's 100 soul is fun <laughs> but uh, <laughs> i love it, love it. Me personally. Uh, anyway Damn, i'm, I'm flooding I'm my own project by predicting over 100 <laughs> soul i just got slapped in the face by my boss guys <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh by the way i'm not his boss guys it's the other way around but yeah yeah we're, we're, we're just court. joking around yeah oh, the car you, you had your you had your hand up for a while maybe you want to speak yeah what's up how y'all doing tonight or today or whatever time it is there <laughs> good, good. Afternoon, yeah so uh i just wanted to comment on that commercial thing with the time uh i don't know well so, so when when I heard the word when I hear the word commercial and I connect it to a metaverse per se, my thought is it's gonna be basically like a internet store. Like if I just went to, you know, eBay or Walmart or any time, you know, any you know, any site like that that's out now, and I can go up there anytime I want and buy whatever, right? So I was thinking like that commercial. Those, you know, and I guess it would depend on the products that you're giving, that you're, uh, you're selling, you know, that it would be more like a, you know, I guess like an online type deal where, but the difference would be that you're kind of shopping, you know, in a, in a metaverse atmosphere versus being on a website. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, yeah. I, I, I completely agree with you. And, you know, that that's going to be up to the owner themselves. Um, if you want it to be more like a website where it's always up and it's it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, yeah, you can you can definitely do that, right? But, but yeah, if you don't want it to be like that, then you can as well. 
So well, and then right. also I think about time zones because like it's going to be people, you know, I mean the the plan I would think is like people all over the world going to be doing this. So, you know, if I set up my shop and I'm over from eight to five. You know, somebody in Japan, they'll never be able to get in my store. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I I think about stuff like that. And also, I've heard about um, where, and this was crazy, because, like, you know, and and once again, it depends on the product. But, like, say you had a 3D printer, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if somebody orders, like, let's just say something simple like a, a, a phone case, right? That if you had base, if you had the right kind of 3D printer, you could basically buy it, and it get prints, it gets printed out on that printer. You know what I mean? And then you actually have that yeah. physical product. You know what I mean? Dude, but I love I, that. You know, yeah. So I was just wondering about that, and also uh, another concept I've heard about is like portals, where like you can. I heard you talk about teleporting, but like uh, I've heard about portals where like you kind of link. You know, and I don't know if this is you know if if y'all are even there's something even in y'all radar, but like you can like link to other other metaverse projects. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, we're doing that. We're, we're doing that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, that's yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, no. Th- thank you for for your ideas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I agree with you. Um, yeah, linking to other um, experiences, games, as well as metaverses. Uh, that's something um, that we're gonna do. Right. We're already talking to um, some of them who are interested and just waiting for. Uh, the functionality to be able for them to plug in, right? And and, and some of the like experiences, like like they're, they're gonna be kind of metaverse experiences, but they're actually gonna launch on Neo Nexus, which I, I think is really cool. It's gonna like we're gonna be like that first instance of their metaverse, like within Neo Nexus mm. itself, because like we we want to be one of those platforms where you can actually um, launch, right? It, it's not just a platform that can teleport into your world, but it, it's a platform that can actually contain your world as well so yeah really cool stuff yeah i'm just uh i'm just stoked for this the whole everything you know what i mean like you know uh just the idea of you know having a you know whatever type of building you know what i mean and then it's like in an area you know what i mean like you know like you can't only do certain things in certain areas like it's it's crucial, man. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I really appreciate y'all guys' vision. And thank uh, you. Hopefully, I can be a part of it, and hopefully, I can make some duckies on the way. <laughs> I, I I love it, and and I think the beautiful thing about having neighborhoods to actually have people who are interested in owning the neighborhood and planning the neighborhood is is you know we we can collectively decide that some neighborhoods have different focuses, like you said, right? So maybe this neighborhood is more industrial, but then this one is more like art focused. So there's more like art museums and galleries and stuff like that, and it's where there's like um, art auctions take place. So there's like really cool things we can do to make it like more livable as, as a city because you know we we don't, we don't want this to just be some sort of like uh you know mishmash of like websites or something like that right we want this to be like a well-structured like livable playable like experience for people where like you know you want to actually walk down the street and browse the stores or you want to walk down the art gallery neighborhood and see the different um nfts hanging on the walls um yeah i, I know isa you, you had your hand up for a while so but but yeah pat Oh, with the neighborhoods, like I know right now you're not going to have a map, right? But like later on, um, do you yes. think like some neighborhoods will be more expensive than others, just like how some places and districts work? Um, that, that'll be up to the neighborhood owner. 
I think I think we'll just leave it up to the community for you guys to to decide, you know, and, and just let um, market demand take over. Like, obviously, like if you make yours super um, expensive, like maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe you spend a lot of time like customizing it, or, or you're promising different things for your users. Like that's the other thing, right? Like like you know, if, if we have deep integration. Mm-hmm. Um, with not just like the governor, the governor who owns the governor's mansion, but also neighborhood owners. Like, there's like really unique things we can do, right? Like, imagine if it's like we, like the neighborhoods, like, hey, well, I want our neighborhood to look super clean, super nice. It's gonna be more expensive, but every month I want to like literally give all my residentials, like, but only in my neighborhood an airdrop. Like, we can do that, right? Because we're, we're a technology company that can do that, right? Or if you're like, hey, I want to give everybody in my neighborhood, I don't know, a vending machine or or like or or a car or whatever, right? And then that that is why I want to charge more to live in my neighborhood. There's like all kinds of cool stuff like that. Like you can even have like, hey, like every month there's like a neighborhood event where everybody's invited to, you and we all come and eat and hang out. Um, there's just so many cool things we can do. I think. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Isa. Hey guys, can you hear me? I'm in the car. So yes. All right. Awesome. Yo, what's up? Yeah. What's up, Pat? What's up, Jack? What's up, Brett? What's up, Distant Penguin? Ways hey. to sleep, my guy. What's going on? Nice. Yeah. Um. Just, just wanted to, just wanted to chime in real quick. Uh, and and kind of share what I've what I've noticed a lot about the crypto space, and you know why I'm bullish on this project as well. Um. You know, just starting off, I, I think that most people who come into this space because it is so fast paced. You know, it's twenty four seven. There's always something every single day that's like pumping and taking off and people are raving about it. And of course, crypto Twitter has your head spinning because you're like, oh, my gosh, I missed it. I got to get on the next one. And uh, you find yourself chasing opportunities, trying to flip your money. Um, and, and sometimes you tend to neglect uh, a lot of projects like Neo Nexus, which you know have a much longer term build out, but are already showing a great deal of promise in the present time. Uh, because your thought is, oh, I'm going to go buy something else, I'm going to flip it, and I'm going to take that money and come back to Neo Nexus. the prices are going to be the same, and I'll be able to get, you know, some really great deals. Um, and, and it doesn't always work that way, right, because it's 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 a bit of a gamble, um, you know, and, and, and I guess for me, somebody who kind of has a, a longer-term investment thesis, um, which I would encourage everybody here to establish an investment thesis, um, I'm thinking more about, okay, where are the places that I actually want to invest today because I, I believe in their potential tomorrow and not really regard so much, you know, what the price is doing over the next 30 days or the next six months even, um, because, you know, I, I see what the longer term uh, prospect looks like. And, um, <clears throat> you know, Jack, you've been talking about these golden tickets for for quite some time, man. Uh, you know, I've, I, I've taken part in, in many, many, many of these uh, AMAs as well as just tuning into the to the discord and you've always kind of told people like hey guys pay attention golden tickets they're a thing i don't know what the problem is i don't know why people don't see value in them um so you know even though you mentioned earlier that you may not have you know made that crystal clear i can assure you you've made that crystal clear it's just that people don't like what they're seeing on the market and they don't like the fact that they're not able to flip them so they're like oh well, i'm just gonna leave them alone and you know i'll, I'll come back to them later and, you know, who knows what later is going to look like. Later could look like five sold per golden ticket. Um, we don't really know. But people like me who are listening to what you're saying and understanding the long term prospect, I'm going and investing, you know, in golden tickets for that very reason. And, uh, and yeah. many people who know me, as well as many other people in this space, have noticed that, you know, that's that's actually been one of the uh, greatest investments that I've made in this ecosystem is, is accumulating golden tickets. Um, 
but anyway, um, I, I just want to say I'm, I'm, I, you know, I've had a chance to deal with you and some other people on the team and also introduce a few people to this project. And um, every single person who's been involved or every single person that I've had a chance to speak with has been extremely professional, uh, very well versed on this project, comes from a strong background in real life. And, uh, you know, that that makes me feel very confident about, you know, what it is that I'm investing in, uh, you know, not just on the surface level, but with a lot of the things that are happening behind the scenes that, with people that we don't necessarily engage with on a day to day basis. Um, and, I, and I think that's really awesome. So um, I love what you guys yeah. are doing here, you know, and, and I'm going to keep championing this project uh, because we know that the metaverse is coming. We know it's a big thing. Um, we all have a hunch that next year is going to be one of the most uh, explosive years um, with metaverse projects. And, um, and, and, and I'm very fond of Neo Nexus. So uh, glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Issa. And, and you know, I, I, I think I agree with you. And, and some of the things I want to say, just like general life advice is like, you, you, you want to invest your time and money in things like mostly in things that you believe in long term, like maybe a small portion of it, uh, you can do things that are more short term and, and, and flippable. But that applies to like all investments, right? So like, like, you know, like how many of us try to time like Bitcoin and just completely got slapped in my face? You know, I, I, I know, I, I know I did crazy things like buy Bitcoin for like a hundred bucks. It goes up to, I, I don't know, like 130 and you're like, hey, I made 30% gains, right? You sell it. And now it's like, like around 50K and you're like, what, what did I do? Right. I believe in this thing long term, but I paper handed it. And maybe you do that for like a small portion of your investment. But, but like, honestly, like, like historically, like what like almost works best in most situations is the things that you believe in, the technologies you believe in, and we're a technology company as well as a metaverse and, and, you know, um, crypto and things like that is like, if you really believe in it, just keep DCAing in, into it, right? Like just close your eyes, don't look at the price action and just like every week or month or whatever, just buy a little bit more. And just mathematically, that's going to work out better for you most of the time, right? Because like the, the magic about DCA, and I'm a math major and I, I love this stuff. It, it's like, you know, like the magic of DCA is regardless of what the price is, you're always buying low, right? You're always buying low. But what that means is like, let's say that, you know, there's something and it's like a dollar uh, per token and, and you want to buy um, uh, um, uh, like $10 worth every week. Then that first week, it's a dollar per token. So you bought 10. The next week, it skyrockets to um, uh, $10 per token. So then you only buy one. And then the next week, it dumps all the way down to like 10 cents per token. So all of a sudden, you buy 100, right? So what did you do? You magically um, bought um, more when it was cheaper, when it was 10 cents. And you bought less when it was more expensive, when it was $10, right? So that's the magic of DCA. Like without you knowing the price action, without needing to predict the future, you're always buying more when it's cheaper. Always buying more when it's cheaper. Um, and, and whether you profit or not, right? If it's a long-term vision and, and the technology company or the blockchain or the crypto or the NFT like succeeds, then you're just gonna do better than 99% of other people that are trying to time it and flip it and do things of that nature, right? So absolutely. Um, the, yeah. the, the other like, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that's a great point. Like, absolutely. Um, in agreement there. Um, I, I do have to head out soon, unfortunately. Um, sure. Got to grab some food here. It's getting a little late um, for me. Yep. Um, but I did want to mention before I go, um, what do you guys think of the origin? Oh, dude. Like, have you guys seen the uh, origin of New Nexus? It, do, do we do we have a tweet about that, Chill Chat, um, that we can pin up? Pin up. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was going to do that. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Was you I? So hopefully, I didn't do it too soon. Yeah. But I know we already tweeted it out, so it's out there. Yeah. 
I I got I got a quick story about that. Okay, so so yeah, I, I'm like crazy busy most of the time, and so I'm in Miami, and I meet like Sonic Nico in in person, and Nico's like, "Hey Jack, what do you think about um your your origin?" Right, and this was before we had this final version, and I'm like, "I I like it, it's good," and Nico's like, "No, Jack, I want you to love it. Right, this has to be like the best thing you've ever seen in your life." So like if there's if there's anything wrong with it, let me know. And and like anything improvement, I'm like no, I, you know it's cool, it's cool, you know. And he was like, no, Jack, I'm gonna pull out my laptop. We're gonna sit here right now. We're gonna make this like dope, right? So he pulls out his laptop. He shows me like these other like um origins, and he's like, you can't you can't legit like do anything, right? You just tell me whatever. I'll tell the artist, and he'll have it done tomorrow, right? I'm like, okay, okay, Nico. I know we're we're gonna be late to the restaurant, but here we'll, we'll you know we'll do this thing, right? And then you know Nico, I see you in the audience. So 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 then like we he literally on his laptop, we're like looking at the pixels, and then he's like, you know, tell me more about Neo Nexus and Lucky Five. I'm like, hey, can we have like the golden ticket like be floating? You know, one of the things that we do in Neo Nexus is this idea of like glitches. And oh, man, you guys are gonna find out so much more about glitches once the storyline starts coming out. It's like, so can we have like this sort of glitch effect? And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. He like writes down some notes and like sends it to the artist. And like a few days later, we have like this masterpiece, and I absolutely love it. You know, I, I think it's it's one of the coolest looking uh, origins uh, in Chill Chat. Like some people have told me, like, damn Jack, like your origin is so much cooler than mine. And I'm like, yeah, that's because I had Nico. <laughs> I love Shout it. Shout out man. to Nick. But uh, it's so <laughs> sick. Yeah, stoked for uh, stoked to see what Neo Nexus creates in Chill Chat. And vice versa. Yeah, yeah, we're we're good friends with Chill Chat. You know, um, I'm talking to you guys here. I've met Nico in person. I've met um Cabin. I'll be having dinner with James in, in Bangkok. Um, I just really like what they're doing. Um, you know, I, I think I think I think it's so promising. I think I think the scope is also very high, and I think it's also a long term um build out. And yeah, su- super super bullish on on Chill Chat. So Nick wants to respond, but he messaged me that he's rocked. He wants to say, "Yeah, it was so much fun," and yeah, he had he really yeah. had a good time. Yeah, I hung up on Nico, and and like some something happened where he rugged us or we rugged him or something. Like there was one night where he came and we had dinner, and we were walking to check out one of the um, uh, events uh, nearby, like some NFT event nearby. And he and his girlfriend were walking so slowly that eventually, like, they just disappeared, <laughs> and like we didn't see them anymore. Um, and before that, Nico was just like, "We'll meet you there. We'll meet you there." And then they never showed up, right? So I was like, "Okay, so a did we just like accidentally like dump them, or like b did they get lost, or like c did they just go home and rug us?" And I, I still have no idea what happened that night. But I did not see him again after that, and and yeah, it's it's been a mystery to this day. I mean, now he's muted, so you'll never know as well. Oh, is he there? See, it's unmuted. It looks Nick, like he's trying. He's Nick. trying his hardest, but he's trying so hard to unrug himself, but he can't. Just like that <laughs> night. Just like that night. Sometimes I I'll uh, jump oh, out no. of the app, close it out, close Nick. it, you know, open it back up. Nick, maybe try. <laughs> restarting your, your yeah app. dude imagine if you're like you're in the physical world and you're trying so hard to keep up with your friends and go to this event and like they just get further and further and further they and, distance, you and then they life. disappear <laughs> <laughs> that rugged yeah. IRL bro I think Wasted had his hand up for some time yeah. let's go Wasted oh uh, thank you 
Um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't too rushed. It's, I'm just learning everything every minute here. Um, it was more a question of the, the sort of the virtual worlds inside the the residential buildings, or I suppose all of them. Um, are they a sort of standard size for for each category of of property? Uh, for the residentials. Yeah, like I know, like a, for example, um, Chiller, like uh, DJ put, like he 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 linked the one he's just bought, and it's like a seven-story building. But I assume that means you don't have a seven-story sort of. Right. Build, yeah. Like... Yeah. So at, at the beginning, they'll they'll kind of all be somewhat the same size. Yeah. Yeah. So so all residential owners, you'll have a similar experience. Like uh, after we model the interiors of all sixty, they're they're gonna look different, but it's gonna be um, a similar size. Like I I, I really want to avoid um, any sort of size bias. You know, like some of the how the buildings look were done for artistic reasons. Right, like we didn't be like, hey, this six-story building is gonna have more space than this two-story building. Like it's just, hey, how do we create the best art that looks like the most badass? Um, so at, at this point, yeah, we, we don't plan to have different sizes um, no, for residentials. I, I assumed as much. It's only because you know I've been looking at, at portals recently, and obviously they've got the tiers, and the tiers give you a different size sort of property or internal space. But I assumed that because these are sort of all one tier, they were all the same. It's just they look so different. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, and if, we, if we do something like that in the future, like we'll let you guys know in advance um, if there is some sort of tiering system for future mints or anything like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want it to be like, hey, surprise, you paid the same amount for this one story building and this other guy got a seven story building and all of a sudden he has seven homes or something. It just feels very unfair. Um, so if, if we ever do anything like that, we'll, we'll let you, everybody know well in advance. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah, subletting all the apartment floors. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. yeah. What's up, Jack? How you doing? I I was totally bugged. Every time I clicked uh, unmute, it kept muting me. I just could not say anything. Yeah. So we ended up falling behind and just uh, we were in a conversation and we look up and it's been like 15, 20 minutes and y'all were already there and then Leon kind of stole us away. To- to go to that that spot right next to you. Oh, it was Leon who rugged us. Yeah. yeah. Get that get that get that kid back on this face. I want to confront him. It's <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Leon's <laughs> a character, man. I love that guy. He's uh he's good. It was a great time though. Had a lot of fun in Miami. You know, guys, if you're interested, check out the um interview I did of Leon. Uh that's been released on our YouTube, the Unlock DeFi um YouTube. It, it should be in our link tree, right, right, Nepa. Uh, if people haven't been there before. And uh, it's really cool, cool interview. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. I, I met him in person a few times now. Okay, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like Nepa and Leon, how, how long have you guys known each other? Like, do you, you think on um, online? That's a good question. I think over a year now, or a year. Over a year. So like, since you were like a baby. Okay. Uh- so. <laughs> <laughs> It was really fun hanging with you guys. Just want to say, yeah. out. have a great night, everyone. Happy New Year. See you, Chiller. Have a good one. See you. See you See next you. time. But Bye. yeah, so so like so like Nepa and Leon, they've known each other for like over a year, and they know each other really well, working on the Dumb Money Discord. But they were able to meet in person physically because of Unlock Defi, right? And that that's so cool. Like we we flew into Dallas, and they finally got to meet each other and and hug and and show each other their tattoos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, definitely. If we want to talk about Unlock DeFi, like our vision is empowering the community and decentralizing ownership, but it's all inclusive and it's provided me a lot of opportunity just being here and working in Web3. I wouldn't have met like all of you. I wouldn't have had the connections like my social capital wouldn't be what it is right now. And it's it's really been so enjoyable for me, you know, because we're, we're making a lot of connections and we're building something. We're building something really important that future generations are going to use future generations are going to benefit from and you know this is just really important to me and what we're doing and what we're working on so unlock DeFi has definitely yep. given me a lot of opportunity like you said i went to miami went to texas went to florida meeting our partners and it's just amazing what we're doing the value we're providing and the value that we're getting back you know if you provide value that's definitely going to come back to you and that's a part of our vision here at unlock DeFi. we want to provide value in the space we want to onboard like the next billion people and we do that with our partnerships we do that with our collaborators like chill chat and and you know so yeah this is definitely important work that we're doing and i enjoy it it's not even like my job it's not even work to me this is something i genuinely enjoy doing you know, yeah and, and and brett i just want to say like you know like i'm really bullish on your social capital I, I i was gonna say like i would invest in it if i could but then i realized that we are investing in it as a company <laughs> I'm happy that I can speak to Nepa every day. Well, almost every day. But when I do, I'm always excited to see her on the space. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'm 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 uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to you more as well, Pat. You know, I know. I, 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 yeah. I really like. I'm enjoying this space. Like, I don't want to end it. To be honest, like I'm having so much fun. I have so many questions. And yo, we'll we'll, we'll hang out in, in Thailand or France as well. I, I just love meeting people in, in person. We'll, we'll hang out for sure. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. And if not, like, I don't know yeah. if James told you, but we might go to the US next year. Oh yes, yes. We we did talk about that. Um, you guys are definitely gonna meet up with at least me and maybe a few members of my team at some point um, in the in the US. Because I, I think you're going to come and uh, you're going to stay for a little while, right? So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll make something happen um, for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll do something cool. We'll do something cool. Yay. Mm. And yeah. we'll, we'll definitely meet in VR. So, um, dude, there's for so sure. many people who want to go into VR just to throw cocktails on my head. Um, it's like ridiculous. Like I was like, "Hey guys, we're gonna have VR. We're gonna be able to like like drink cocktails and like dance and talk to each other." And then people are like, "Jack, I get to throw cocktails at your head." And I'm like, "It seems pretty violent, but okay." <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Our community can be really violent. I don't know how. It's yo, yo, Pat, yo, Pat. I, I got a funny, funny little story. Okay, so I, I was in Phuket and I did this like boat trip, and so like it was too much, so much fun and everything, right? And I'm, I'm like, I wanted to post some photos from Phuket, but I wasn't sure about like which photos to post. So I go on our Discord and I'm like, hey guys, should I post the uh, photos from Phuket where I'm topless, right? And I'm like, vote yes or no. And like people voted no, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, but the community—it's so funny sometimes because, like, like a lot of times I ask questions and can completely go either way, right? Can, just depending on who's online. Because some people are just like, "No, Jack, like keep in your pants, right? It's okay." And then like other people are like, "Hey, it's that guy with like ASMR voice and like all this stuff." So it, it's like we have all kinds of people, and it's absolutely awesome. Was it a big ratio? Like, oh, like eighty percent voted no, or was it kind of like almost tied? Um, yeah, I think it was, it was like, I don't know, I, I, I only, um, you know what, let me, let me check it real quick. I don't think that many people voted is the problem. Let's see. 
Uh, topless. Shirtless. What did I? What did I write? Epa. Here we go. Shirtless. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay, so two people voted no, and nobody voted yes. And yeah, it was a quiet, quiet evening, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More bags and Dr. Pepper calling you guys out. Yep. <laughs> but wait, I just saw like on. I'm sorry, I'm asking so many questions. Um, I'm just really bullish, that's why. And yeah, I'm really, really hyped up. And tomorrow, I want to send some sauce so I can get a Neo Nexus. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you, you you gotta you gotta you gotta join our world, man. I'm gonna like, join uh, one. I'm gonna get one anyway, whatever the price. But um, so for like the commercial buildings, for example, if I had like a Thai restaurant, what if I didn't want to make Thai food? Like, what if I wanted to make like straight Japanese food? Well, that like do it. Could I still do just, it? Or yeah, just do it. But uh, you know, it's uh, like uh, false advertising. expecting Thai food and it's like ramen and like katsu and stuff like that yeah so so there's two things right so like one if you just want it to be very um simple then then yeah just buy the property just sell whatever you want right so so buy a Thai restaurant and then start selling cell phones right like what, what do I care right um and then uh but if you want it to be more custom right we'll 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 try to have that functionality where you know you can uh, maybe even like work with our artists to even edit like the outside of your building Uh, and there's going to be some costs involved with that because we have to pay the artists and everything Um, but yeah so 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 eventually like long-term vision is yes you're buying a property but that property is almost like a um, a model in which can be remodeled updated changed just like physical restaurants that close and reopen under a, a different type right so so yeah so eventually it'll be customizable if you want to pay for that and if you don't then yeah just take it and just sell whatever right and, and that'll be fun too right just maybe like change the name and just be like hey on the outside it looks like a thai restaurant <laughs> but on the inside i actually sell cat food right <laughs> and uh it, it, it's all good I, I love cats i love cats yeah they, they need their food yeah <laughs> i just got my cat uh like an electric food dispenser machine where it times like four times a day and every time mm. like, when the food comes yeah. out i recorded yeah. myself talking to the machine so I'll say my cat's oh name. wow and it's really yeah. creepy because i have one at eight in the morning and i wake up hearing yeah. my voice like your own voice mochi yeah. mochi <laughs> it's so creepy I okay now i have time. to go now i have to go listen to this I, I i do have like one tiny um cat story which was one time i went to uh, my friend's place and we played some board games and i stayed at night so i'm like s- sleeping on his couch and, and by the way like like uh like animals love me like generally speaking so like these cats just absolutely absolutely love me uh i was like uh, uh massaging them and scratching them so i'm like sleeping on the sofa in this like thin ass like t-shirt um and then the whole night, the cats thought the most fun thing in the world would be to climb on the sofa and then jump on me and then jump off and then climb on the sofa and jump on me and jump off as if I'm some sort of like amusement ride, right? <laughs> so like the whole night, these two cats just do that again and again and again and again. And they have very sharp nails, right? And I have this super thin like summer t-shirt. So every time they land on me, I feel the claws. And that the whole night was like that. It was it was absolutely like like really crazy. Uh, one of the uh, most dangerous naps I ever took in my life. And um, uh, yeah, but I love the I love the cats. I love the cats. 
and uh yeah it was really funny too like i i visited uh my friend in dc um recently and there's a whole story involved that, that i won't go into but um so so i, I was like hey I'll, I'll pick you up you know at, at your place and she's like sure my roommate will let you in and whatever so i'm waiting at the door and then this uh this other person who lives in the building like opens the door and lets me in so i'm inside um their building and i knew uh her room so so i walked up to their apartment and meanwhile her friend was trying to find me somewhere else and so, um, and, and like going to the front door where I wasn't anymore. And so I text her, I'm like, Hey, um, I'm at your apartment door now. Like, uh, you know, I actually got here. And then, and then she was like, Oh, uh, my friend didn't bring you up. And she's like, uh, you might want to wait for her. And I'm like, Oh, sure. No problem. So I wait for her friend to come and like open the door for me. And they were like, Oh, actually, you know, like, honestly, like the door is unlocked and you could have come in, but we were afraid that the cat was going to like attack you. Cause like we have this cat that just like hates strangers and like hisses and claws at them or whatever. And like, I went into that room, a cat walked up to me and I was like scratching them and it was like meowing. And like immediately it turns over to like reveal its stomach and everything. And we're like the best friends in the world. And then they were like, wow, this cat is usually not like that, but I guess it really likes you. And I'm like, yo, I, I do have that effect on, on cats. So, yeah, huge, huge fan of cats. And it, it does help when you're a massage therapist. Like, I, I think the oh, animals, really? they definitely feel the, they feel the difference. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a licensed massage therapist, right? I, I went to school for two years in the hardest state in the country to get licensed at the oldest massage school in the country, like um, Swedish Institute. It's been around for over 100 years. So I'm professionally licensed as a massage therapist. And I got certified um, as, well, as well in New Jersey. And I practiced for a while uh, before I went to school to try to become a physical therapist to help even more people. Uh, and then I was halfway through that program when I quit to help start this company. But the reason I went into that career was because I wanted to have direct connection with people, which I'm now doing as part of Unlock DeFi. I wanted to like really help people and, and serve people and just have a direct connection and see my impact on people's lives, which we're going to do and trying to do with Unlock DeFi and Neonexus. And, um, you know, and, and, and people ask me like, hey, what did you learn from your life experiences and jobs and everything? And there's so much from everything I've done, right? So like coming from a double major in math and computer science at Columbia University, I've been a nerd my whole life. I just always learn and learn, uh, you know, and I'm interested and passionate about so many things from like religion to history, to art, to collectibles, uh, to crypto, to, to everything. And my background as like math, computer science, but also working in Wall Street um, uh, as a programmer, uh, you know, in Manhattan, like gave me like the financial, mathematical and computer science background to really like understand the space and lead, lead this company. Um, but also I, I learned so much from the other things, right? So, so, you know, I'm that crazy guy who once quit my job, you know, like tallest building in New Jersey, beautiful skyline views of Manhattan, three mile bike ride to work, uh, yoga studio in the building, love my team, have very good salary. So of course I quit that job and I spent uh, three months cycling across the country, right? 4,300 miles on a bicycle from Bar Harbor, Maine to Seattle, Washington, um, 15 states, three national parks. And it was like one of the hardest things I've done in my life. Definitely the hardest three months of my life. And, and I did it because I wanted to, right? And it was like this dream of mine for like two years to do it. And it seemed impossible that only superhumans can even ride 100 miles. At that point, I was cycling like eight miles to work. And I'm like, I'll never be able to do that. But it's this dream. It's this dream, right? And I just got to keep working towards it. At the end of that first year, I signed up for a 25-mile bike ride. Ended up doing like 50 because the guy I was following suddenly made the decision to go to 50 because 25 is too easy for him. And then at mile 30, he just like leaves me because I'm so slow. And so for like the last 20 miles, I'm like going alone. And at the rest stop, I'm like lying down on the floor for like 30 minutes trying to catch my breath because it was so hard. But I did that 50, right? 50 miles on a single bike ride. And I'm like, oh my God, I did it, right? And then next year I did 100. And next year after that, I did 150 miles in a day. And the year after that, I biked across the country, right? 4,300 miles, right?
like m most of you um, live within 4,300 miles of where I am, right? So it's like, you're just a bike rider away, friends, right? And it's like, <laughs> it, it, it's just so powerful, right? Like when, when you have a dream that is actually impossible, right? I, actually impossible. And so many people tell you, like, I want to bike across country, right? Like so many of my cyclist friends, but they never do it, right? They never do it because it's hard and life gets in the way and you prioritize other things. But then if you really want it bad enough, right? If you really want it bad enough, like when I love cycling so much, like I couldn't fall asleep unless I cycled. Like literally my, my leg, legs, legs would be itchy and I can't go to sleep. So like I'll get up at like 1 a.m. in the morning to go on a bike ride just so I could fall asleep, right? Like when you love it that much, then you make the next sacrifices that are necessary to achieve that dream, to at least make it possible so that you can try. Right? And that's what we did with cycling. Right? I, I legit was like missing like friends things. I was missing like weddings because I just needed to do this thing. Right? And I just hope they understand. Right? And you lose some friends, but you gain others. Right? And that's what I did with crypto as well. Right? It, it's, like, it's like you make those sacrifices because you have this dream. Right? Like, like I, I'm that crazy guy. Like, I've always been that crazy guy. Right? It, it's like, like you know, I, I tell my friends, like, if you don't fit in, change the world. Right? That, that, that's how I feel. Right. That's how I feel. And I feel like I've never fit in anywhere just because I've been like this crazy weird guy who does my own thing and have my own like moral compass and my own philosophy and everything. I started philosophy club in high school, for example. Right. And it's like, I just want to do my own thing because like, it makes sense. And I think this is like the best way to live my life. And this is the way I make the biggest impact in my life. And now with Unlock DeFi and Neonexus and with all of you guys supporting us, you know, this is the best opportunity I've ever had to make a bigger impact on the world. Um, not just through this project, not just through technology and the platform and the APIs that we're building, but also through our charity efforts and nonprofit efforts uh, as well, right? And it, it's so beautiful. And I'm just so grateful for all of you to to let this like crazy guy actually have a real chance, right? It, it's just like, you know, some sometime in the past, like cycling 4,300 miles across the country, that would have um, scared me, right? That would have felt impossible, but then I did it, right? And I've done other things that are impossible too. And now that I've done these impossible things, I'm like, I'm not afraid to try again, right? Like what we're doing here with Unlock DeFi and Neonexus, it's like a hundred different impossible things, but we're starting to pull them off one by one, right? And it's like, I'm not afraid to try. I'm not afraid to fail, right? Like, like th there, was, there was this crazy week in like, I, I think it was like 2016, I believe it was, where I went for my first backpacking trip of my life. It was like the um, Maroon Bells in, in Colorado. And it was like this, like, I don't remember exactly. It was like around like 27, 28, 30 miles on backpack uh, over like three days. There was like four mountain passes over 12,000 feet. And I've never backpacked in my life. I've hiked a lot, but I've never backpacked. So I fly there from like New York. And a lot of you guys are realizing the problem. You're going from sea level to places where the average elevation is like 10,000 feet. And you're going over passes with 12,000 feet. The altitude sickness was insane. I never felt, you know, as sick in my life. My brain felt like it was going to explode. And we were walking. And my friend Brian, who I'm backpacking with that I met during the bike trip, he, he turns to me. He's like, Jack, you look like you're dying. We need to turn back. And I'm like, no, Brian, let's keep going. I can do it. And Brian's like, Jack, I need to go to work in three days. So if you're too slow, I'm going to have to leave you behind. And I'm like, no, Brian, let's keep going. Let's keep going. And the first day was miserable. I couldn't eat anything. Like the second day was pretty terrible. By the third day, I was feeling better. And I'm like literally like running the downhills and stuff like that and jamming my toes into the, the front of my shoes um, because I was starting to feel better from the altitude sickness. But, but we pulled it off, right? And it was incredible. Like it was, it was hard. Like it was terrible, but we did it. And it was so, so, so fulfilling, right? And then like a week after that, right? So, so I fly from like Colorado 
back to New York where I work, back to Jersey where I live. And then I fly to um, Washington, like literally like a week after, like less than a week after getting back from Colorado, like about a week after on the backpack, I fly to Washington to, for the first time in my life to try again to cycle over 200 miles in a day, right? It's the Seattle Portland bike ride, the biggest bike ride in the Northwest US, like 210 miles. Um, in a single day, right, to ride from Seattle to Portland. And before I flew there, my dad is like, Jack, you're crazy. Um, what if you can't make it? Like, you've never done this before. Your toe nerves are still bruised from the backpacking trip. You haven't recovered. Um, you know, you're not getting enough sleep. Like, like, what if you can't pull it off? And I'm like, yes, but I have to pull it off. Because literally, the plane ride is the day after. And if I can't make it there, I don't know how I get my bike down to, to Portland. Right. So it's like, I just have to do it. Like, I know it's impossible. I know it's really hard. I know it doesn't make any logical sense, but I just have to do it because I'm that guy. So I just fly to Seattle and, you know, you, you sleep and you wake up at like 3 a.m. in the morning and start cycling at like 4.30. And I'm not, I'm not crazy fast. I just go along. I'm like an endurance guy. So, and, and in the middle, after a hundred miles, there's just like big festival and like rest stop and stuff. So I spent like maybe like two, two hours, two plus hours at that place. Ends up taking me like 15 hours to do the entire 210 mile ride, but I goddamn finished, right? And it's like during the ride, there was one point where I was so sleepy that I looked up and there was this sign like advertising weed, right? And in my head, I was like, wait a minute, weed is not legal in New York. And then I realized that I didn't even know what state I was in, right? Cause I was in Colorado and then New York and then New Jersey and then like Washington cycling into Oregon that I had no idea what state I was in because I, I was so sleepy and tired. And, and I didn't realize I was in a state where weed was, um, was legalized. And then towards the end of the ride, like my toners that got jammed into the front of my nerves and got uh, my shoes that got bruised during the, um, the hike, it started flaring up. So literally like, like every like um, hour or 30 minutes or whatever, I had to like sit down and take my, my, my uh, shoes off and my feet out to let them like air out. Um, it, it, was, it was really, really hard, right? But, but I did it because I had to. It's like when when a dream just captures you, like that much, like and and like like you just have to try, right? Like it's it's almost like like it's more important than your life that you actually try these things. And, and there's so many things in my life that I've done that have been like that, right? And 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 you know there, there's a, there's maybe one that I regret, which is like this crazy race in Scotland that I went, and I was never the same after that. I was traumatized for three months. I couldn't talk for to anybody about it for like three months, like legit trauma. But other than that, I don't regret all the other crazy things I've tried, right? Like, you know, 50 mile walks, 50 mile trail runs, like 200 mile bike rides um, and starting this company, right? Like, yes, it's crazy. Yes, it takes a lot of sacrifice. Yes, it logically doesn't make any sense, but I'm not afraid to try. And, and it's like, if you don't try, like, I, I feel like if you don't try these new things and if you don't keep trying to improve and, 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 and go bigger, uh, then, like, I personally feel like you just start fading, right? And it, it's, it's like you've given up and it's, you're, you're on that downward slope of life. And, and I can't, I can't stand that. I, I really can't, right? Like some people ask me like, hey, Jack, how, how do you, how do you change your life so much, right? Like from, from, from school to like finance, to cycling across country, back to like, you know, finance job, you know, to massage therapist, to like physical therapy student, like back to um, starting this company. Like, aren't you afraid of change? And I'm like, no, I've, I've never been afraid of change. I've always been afraid of not changing. Because I feel like not changing is like dying to me personally, right? I, I feel that. I know a lot of my my friends like don't feel that, and I absolutely support them, and I love them for what they do. I just can't do what they do because I'm not that guy, right? I'm just not happy someplace. 
where I'm successful and things don't change. Like I always have to be growing and challenging myself and trying things that are impossible. Like that's where I thrive. That's where I succeed. That's where I shine. And and it's it's with like Unlock DeFi and Neonexus. I, I found that, right? Like I'm so passionate about this project that I, you know, I tell you guys, I tell my team, like I'm willing to die for this vision, right? Like I found something in my life for maybe like, you know, uh, one of the few times in my life that that's actually worth dying for. Right. And, and it's a little bit scary because I have to remind myself that it, it's not okay to die and it doesn't help anybody if I do die. But it's like, there, there are these things that have happened where it's like, I, you know, I've almost died in the last like few months, like running this company and I'm taking active steps so that it doesn't happen in the future. But, you know, there were times where like you get no sleep and then I'm driving. Right. And it's like really, really dangerous. Right. Or, or it's like, I'm so busy that I'm literally like working on my phone while I'm driving. Right. Like stuff like that. It, it, it's it's like you know I, I I came within like inches of hitting a truck, like a, a few a few uh, months ago, like driving on the wrong side of the highway, like like really crazy stuff, right? And just because like I'm just overworked like crazy, and it's like okay, like emotionally I don't feel anything. Like emotionally it's like yes it is okay to like risk my life for this company and this vision and for the community because it is worth that much to me. But logically that is not okay. <laughs> And, and it's like, I, I can't do that, right? And we're taking active steps to avoid any of those things. I'm taking breaks, you know, all, all the things that, that you as a human meat sack need, right? But it, it, it's just like, but emotionally, I'm so beyond that, right? Like, I'm so beyond that. Like, I, I feel like I, I'm, at, I'm at a war fighting for humanity, right? Fighting for the future of humanity. And like, I don't care, right? Like, whatever it takes, like, I, I'm here to fight for you guys, right? And it's like, I'm, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. It, it, it's like the other, the other analogy is like people ask me like, hey, Jack, what if the bear market comes? What if you run out of money? What if a competitor does it better? Like, you know, like what are the criteria for, for you giving up? And I'm like, do you think about that when you give birth to, to a daughter? And do you think, hey, if my daughter doesn't have blue eyes or if it's, it's a little short or she's disabled, I'll just give her up for adoption. Like who thinks like that? Like, I don't think like that, right? Like Neonexus Unlock DeFi, this is now birthed out of my womb, right? Like I have nurtured this thing, right? And it's like, this is my child. Y you don't just give up on your child, right? Like in Chinese culture, family is everything, right? This community and this project, that, that's that's my family. And it's just like, whatever it takes, man, whatever it takes, like that, that, that's like, that's my responsibility as, as, as a parent, right? That, that's how I feel. Damn, Jack. I just wanna what? say like, you're like one of a kind. Like, for real, I feel like I've known you all my life, but I've just met you today on Spaces. I'm really bullish on you, and I'm really bullish on the project, and I'm so glad we could collaborate and just to work together, and I know this is going to be a long-term thing, and if anyone who's not been in the AMA or who has not listened, they're really missing out. For reals. Yo, uh, yeah, thanks for saying that, Pat, for sure. Happy to be friends with you and, and meet you in real life as well yeah <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely um it's something having him as a leader though i've definitely this is the only time where i've had a, a place a workplace where we speak a lot a lot about ideas and they actually come into fruition like we actually work on the ideas they actually come alive and i'm a firm believer like the way you live your life jack is exactly like the way you're handling the business and it's why it's going the way it is like we have a lot of ideas we talk about in the in, in the company and the stuff actually happens and it wouldn't happen if you would be scared of change some of it wouldn't happen if you would be scared to you know do it because especially in this space uh, change happens every day 
if not like every freaking hour. So you have to be on your toes sometimes. You have to be willing to move in the right directions and, you know, pivoting. So, yeah, I'm a firm believer. Everything we just heard is exactly why, like, I'm bullish on the company as well. I mean, I know I work here. I'm biased, but I'm bullish. I'm still bullish from behind the scenes, even what I see and from above the scenes. And it's definitely because of everything we just heard from Jack, the leader. So I just wanted to put in that. Yeah, that ambition yeah, that drive ambition. Is, is insane. That's that's awesome. That's, that's... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, it's it's like it's like it's kind of it's kind of like like some of the things I do like it's it's insane, but like the drive behind it is very simple. It's like you don't fit in, change the world. Like, that just seems logical to me, right? And it's like, okay, something is impossible, then make the necessary sacrifices and work your butt off so that it becomes possible. And then when it's possible, just go and try it. And yes, you might fail, but most of the time, it's worth it. It's, it's worth trying, right? Especially when you find something just worth fighting for. Like, like a friend asked me, like, a long time ago, my best friend in the whole world, uh, you know, who I, who I dearly love, you know, a long time ago, maybe... Uh, almost 10 years ago now, she asked me like, Hey, Jack, you know, like, like, wh- what do you want your life to be in the future? Right? And, and she gave some answer about, you know, some job and school and everything. And uh, I was joking around, but and then she asked me again, she's like, No, no, for, for real, like, like, what do you what do you want to do in my life in, in your life? And I was like, I'm not sure. But but I want to live a life that's worth dying for, you know, a, a, a life that just gives me fulfillment. And I'm achieving so much that it is a life that I would die to live. And that doesn't mean like you have to die or anything, but but it's like like to have a life um, and to be doing something to to, to do work uh, that is so fulfilling that it is worth dying for. And you know, in the past, a lot of people do that, right? Like, and, and even in today, people do that, right? There are refugees in the world. There's war-torn areas where people would die to have your life, right? To, to, to be in a space where you hang out with friends virtually and talking about NFTs and crypto and metaverse in the future, right? And it, it's like, we, we, should, we shouldn't take that for granted, right? We shouldn't take that for granted. There's so much opportunity now. Like, like it wasn't used to be the case, right? Like, like why, why was Russia the best chess players in the world for decades and decades and decades, right? Was it because they were smarter? Um, was it because they enjoyed chess more? Not really, not really. Like the, the major reason why they were on top of the world for so long it's because of their library, right? They kept meticulous notes and books about chess across like centuries. And they had so much information in alpha in their libraries that people can go and study the games that it bred this community of like really elite chess players. And once you have this community of elite chess players and you just play each other, then you just all get better. And people in other countries who don't play your chess betters don't, and they don't have your alpha, right? But we live in this world where you have a better um, library than them like pretty much on your calculator, right? Like it, it's like anything that access the internet, all of a sudden you have a chess library that's like a hundred X what they have. And it's not just chess, right? It, it's like a million different industries and fields in the world now are just at your fingertips. If you're motivated, if you're eager, if you're capable of learning, uh, you can just go to a YouTube or, you know, open courseware or, or get a book online, you know, or audiobook. It, it, it's like the world is at your fingertips, right? And it's like, don't take that for granted, right? Like, there's so many people in the past and the present that would die to be in the seat that you're in, to be in the bed that you're in or wherever you are, 
to be on the toilet seat where you're sitting on right now. And, and they would die to be in your position because you have so much power, right? Like, like just think about it, right? You, you have more power in your cell phone than the richest person the world had, you know, probably like 60 years ago, right? Than, than, than the ruler of, of the biggest empires had 200 years ago, right? And, and yes, you can choose to, 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 to do anything you want, but I think there are some of us like me who it's like, we got to build, right? Like, let's use that. Let's use that as a tool. Let's use that as empowerment. And let's build a better world. You know, let's, let's make improvements. And, you know, like, like there are things I can do that emperors and, and superheroes and, and, you know, people in the past couldn't do. I, I don't want that to go to waste, right? I, I really don't. Um, uh, with uh, trying not to set off your any PTSD or whatever, did you do Tough Mudder in Scotland or what did you do? Oh, no, far, far crazier than that. It was called the uh, Cape Raft Ultra. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you about it. I, I'm override PTSD now. It, it was like three months of trauma. Dude, like literally like Magic was asking me about it um, and Drift was asking me about it after Scotland. And I literally like snapped at them because I just couldn't talk about it. I was so like depressed and traumatized from the event. But after three months, you know, I, I kind of um, was able to get over it. But Cape Raft Ultra is insane. It, it, it's on the same level as, as like Marathon de Sab and the other multi-day crazy trail races in the world. So what Cape Raft Ultra is, you, you start in Fort Williams, which is the um, outdoor endurance capital of the UK. And you literally run over eight days uh, to the northwestern coast uh, of the country called Cape Wrath um, by the ocean. And a lot of things are really good in, in the sense that um, they take care of breakfast and dinner. Um, they set up the tent for you and they move your bag uh, from location to location. Uh, but, but it is 400 kilometers over eight days. Um, and I underestimated the difficulty, just like half of the people who went there. And um, so what, what I didn't realize is you go on the website and it's like, yes, one third of the, of the route is on trail and the other two thirds are not on trail, like either like, you know, uh, unmarked or, or like literally, um, sorry, e either it's like a bushwhack or it's like there's a trail, but it, there's, it's not cleared for you. There's no path, but there's a trail, right? But it's only one third on trail. And I looked at that and I was like, oh, um, that probably just means like people didn't invest the money to build the trail, right? And then you go there and you realize, okay, there's no trail because it is impossible to build a trail, right? So on day two, for example, uh, we run through the man-eating bog, as it's known uh, by the locals, right? And day two, I had to give up because it was like 30, 30 hours of nonstop rain. It was like, I don't know, like a 40-mile day or something crazy like that. And like two-thirds of it was like map and compass. Like there's one point, right, where, where it's like you have to cross over uh, this river like down this valley and up the other valley. And there was this woman who was ahead of me that ended up behind me because she did a five mile loop, like a giant five mile circle, looking for a place to cross that river without having to like, just, just run across it, right? Just looking for some bridge or some rocks or whatever. She couldn't find it. And people back at headquarters were, were like going crazy. They were like, why is this one athlete on her GPS just walking around in circles, right? But it's like, yeah, you just have to climb down this valley, like walk into the river, come out and climb up the other side, right? And then anyway, like towards the end of the day, like it was so hard and so long and there's so much rain and, and so tired that I gave up at the, at the second like possible spot to give up. And I see this guy like shivering inside this thermal sack and I talked to him and yeah, he, he came into the race with a fever and it's like absolutely miserable. So I had to give up. And then they're like, oh, just walk a mile down to the nearest barn and wait for us there. Right. And, and these people were like professional wilderness, like first responders, people who served in the military, like fought in wars and stuff. 
it's the kind of people you need to rescue people on a, on a journey like this. And so, so we go into a bar and we start talking to these people and they're managing the land by the descendants of Churchill, right? And they're telling us, yeah, this is like the man-eating bog area. Like that is why, like when you guys are running, like it's crazy, right? Like there's, these, there's like these tufts of grass that they, grow, they don't go up straight. They grow up like sideways. So you don't know like the land under your feet. So you're getting like ankle sprains all the time. And there was one day on day eight where I didn't watch where I was going. And I stepped into what I thought was grass. But all of a sudden, I'm like, I fell down to my hip, right? That's how deep um, the, the kind of almost like quicksand like stream was. Uh, so it's just crazy, crazy terrain. And we start talking to them and they're like, yeah, every time we drive around, we need to have two vehicles. And we try to get a permit from the city to like, like put some sand or like build a road. And, and they couldn't understand the request of our permit. And because they don't really understand this area, because this area is insane. They literally drive around in two trucks all the time because simul like just spontaneous sinkholes will just appear to suck up their truck, right? And then they need the other truck to pull it out just all the time, right? Just sinkholes will appear, just eat you up. And that happens to people racing as well. So we're waiting at the barn and they're like, we're sorry, it's going to take longer than you than, than we thought because um, somebody called a helicopter rescue, but the weather is so bad and it's raining so bad the helicopter can't land. So that was the other thing I, I started learning about. Like pretty much every day, like it was so hard that people were calling for helicopter rescues. And almost every day, the helicopter couldn't get to that terrain because the weather and the terrain was so hard. Um, so they would have to go up by foot. And so these like wilderness, yeah, yeah, rescue up there. Yeah, so these like wilderness first responders, they actually had to like hike up the mountain, like take this person's body and like bring her back down to the barn. And she, and they were like, okay, this person is like critically like in hypothermia, and her core temperature has dropped. And so they put her down into like this hot like bathtub and with warm water, and then like. Like after her body temperature returned to normal, um, they took us out on a buggy or ATV or something. And we drove like, you know, a mile to the clearest, like nearest dock. And they hired a, a boat captain just to come pick us up on her ferry to, to the mainland. And then they hired a bus to come drive us to like a motel where we stayed that night. And then took us back to Fort Williams to like for, for the Malaysians to, to kind of give up. They, they weren't used to the cold temperature of Scotland, especially 30 hours of rain coming from Malaysia the night before or two nights before. So they dropped them off and then took us back to the race. And then we got back to the race on like, um, uh, uh, so day two, we gave up. So we got back to the race like midday, day three, I guess. And, and we learned that like a quarter of the people like dropped out and went home because this race is so ridiculously hard. But I was like that stupid guy who went into the race with like injuries um, but I did it anyway because it was like sunken cost. Like I paid for the flight and the trip and everything. And then there were a lot, a lot of other stupid guys like us who just kept doing, kept going, right? And, and then like day four was so miserable that there was one point where I was going half a mile per hour through brambles and just literally like hobbling for half a mile, sitting down and crying, walking for half a mile, sitting down and crying. There's like these other guys who like lost the trail and all the, before they noticed it, they were off on a cliff and they're just trying to like, climb down this cliff without dying i heard some stories of people like that um anyway like uh um, i'll skip to the end so at the end of day eight so, so I, I did do the entirety of day eight i did see that lighthouse at the end and and i i i effing cried man i effing cried and it was it was incredible just seeing that and the emotions but i learned later that two there were two people who did the entire race like finished it and they finished it with like literally broken bones in their legs, right? That's how tough this race was. And that's how tough these people were. They're the toughest humans in the world that I've ever met, right? Like, like two people have broken bones. There was this other guy who was one of my tent mates. And, and you live in like this eight person huge tent, right? And with just all the snoring and smelliness that goes on. Uh, but it's almost like a family. And there's this guy who's like always one of the last people to, to come in because he was like more of a hiker like me. He couldn't run very fast. 
So it's literally like almost the last person to, to finish every night, which meant that most of the time the dinner was, the food was gone. He barely had any time to, to wash his socks and clean his clothes and get enough sleep. And he had to be the first person to leave the next day to have enough time to finish the day. Right? So every day was like that for him. It's so ridiculously hard. And his ankle and foot has swollen up so big that it's like, like, you know, like I want to say like three to five times normal size. Like it just looked insane. Like it looked like he had a giant tomato for an ankle, right? But he kept going. He kept going. And he, he went up to like the physical therapist at the race. And he's like, um, yeah, my, my foot doesn't fit in my shoe anymore. Uh, so what can I do? And so like they, they literally like took a pair of scissors and just like cut giant holes around his hiking boots so that his, his foot can't even fit in there because it's like this giant red tomato, right? He finished it. He did all 400 kilometers, right? And it's just, I'm so inspired by stupid people like that, right? Like, it, 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 it's like, it's like I, I talk to my normal friends and they're like, hey, Jack, you're crazy. You do these bike rides and hikes and like, you know, you create a job and all this stuff. And it's like, yes, like I am stupid and I am crazy, right? But th th there's like levels to this. And I'm so happy to like occasionally meet people that are way stupider and crazier than me, right? Because that makes me feel comfortable, right? It, it's like, okay, like I'm not that crazy, right? It, it's like, yes, I'm crazy, but, but they're, they're like the really crazy people. Right. So I'm actually, I'm actually like, even though compared to my friends, I'm crazy. I'm actually kind of normal. I'm kind of normal. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm not the super insane people. <laughs> I like to call them. Uh, I was going to say, I like to call them questionable. You're not that questionable. You're crazy, <laughs> but you're not questionable. <laughs> yeah. Like, like who the heck like hikes like a hundred something miles with like a broken fibula. Right. Like, like who does that? That's just insane. I, I don't know. But, but they do, they do. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't say that makes you normal. It just makes you a little bit less crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm normalized. I got, I got normalized. Yeah. But no, I, I was thinking like in another life, you'd definitely be something like a Navy SEAL or whatever. You, you like, you have to have the never-ending commitment and motivation that a lot of people just don't have. I don't think I'd have. Like, yeah, you have to be able to willing to say like, fuck it. I doesn't. I don't care what it like, how much it hurts. I don't. I don't care. Like what it cost me, I'm gonna do it because I wanted to do it, so I'm gonna finish it. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I felt cycling across the country. Like you know, you know, we raised money for multiple sclerosis, so for 4,300 miles, I had to raise at least uh, 4,300 dollars, and I donated a lot myself. And then during the bike ride itself, you know, most of the people, you know, they get sick or they're tired, and they take they take a day off, right? And they ride in the van. And the whole time, I was like, I am not taking a day off. Like I goddamn promised my friends. That I'm gonna cycle across the entire country, 4,300 miles, and I got their money. They donated to me for me to do that, so I can't even miss a single mile, right? That, that's how I felt, and, and it, it's not necessarily like super logical, but but it's almost like a duty and an honor sort of thing, right? It, it's like it's like I promised you guys this, and I'm gonna do it, right? And that's how I feel about this company too, right? Like our promises are crazy, uh, but we're gonna do it, or or maybe it ends up being a terrible idea and we pivot away from it, right? But it's like, yes, it's crazy. It's going to take a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of time. But if we made the promise, like, we, we just got to do it, right? And, and the bike ride was, was so, so hard, man. Like, we, we cycled, like, we're 10 miles away from Tornado once. Like, we cycled through freezing hail, like, where we all got mild hypothermia. There's, like, a whole story I told about that during um, a bedtime story with Jack uh, that involves us hiding in a laundromat to warm up all of our clothes. So we're just all half naked in this laundromat, pressing our butts against dryers. And this like woman parks her car and walks up to the laundromat with like two giant bags of groceries, takes one look at us like half naked people inside this laundromat, 
like like we're crazy and like turns around and runs back to her car right so so there, there was like one day where there's like 35 mile per hour side winds with 50 mile per hour gusts where the whole day you're like you're like almost cycling at like a 45 degree angle to not like like fall over from the strong winds and every time like a truck passes by it like pulls you to the slipstream with these like 60 mile per hour truck trucks and then you're trying to go back into like the tiny ass lane on the side for the cycle but not trying to fall off the ditch on the side and then you finally make it to your end destinations and you see like the weather forecast is like extreme weather conditions and wind everybody stay indoors it's not safe for you outside and we, we see this like every single tree like i'm not i'm not joking about this every single tree was bent over sideways because of the wind and there was this poor woman pushing like a shopping cart and going backwards because the wind was so strong like she couldn't even walk forward and we were like, we should help that woman, but we can't because like we're gonna die. So like we run inside the building because we, we couldn't even like physically go and help her. Like it was like that bad, right? And the day with the tornado, like it was crazy. Like the sun was setting, it was getting dark, and the tornado happened like ten miles from us, and it kicked up all this like dinoflagellates and al algae in the air. That the, the sky glowed this brilliant orange, right? This color I've never seen the sky be like any time in my life. It was like incredible. And then at the end of the ride, you know, then, then you're battling the heat, right? Like 90 plus 100 mile power, like 100 plus degree weather. Uh, there were days where it was like about 100 miles of cycling in a day. The average was like 70 a day. And then the last month, like this stomach virus went around the community and like two people got it and like had to go to the hospital. And like I was one of the people who got it as well. And I'm like literally like vomiting and then having to cycle the next day, right? That 30 mile ride I had to cycle the day after I was sick and vomited was the toughest bike ride of my life. Right. It was literally like you're cycling like a few miles and then lying down on the concrete so that you don't die. Right. But I didn't give up. Right. It's like, it's like you, you can't give up. Like it, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. It, it, it's your duty. It's your job. And you do it because it, it's your life. And, and you, you can't give up on life like that. Right. It, 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 it's like, yeah, we joke around and all this stuff and there's like passion. But there's also like the, the opposite of passion, which is grit. Right. It, it, it's like. It's like things are shitty, things are hard, but you just you just fight through it because because you 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 have the passion, which is like you know, like that positive emotion that drives you, but you also have that grit, which is that defense against the negative, right? Like even when things are so 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 hard, right? And it's like you're doing some of the hardest things in your life, and there's a lot of pain and suffering, but you just keep doing it because it's worth it. Like like you're not even necessarily doing it because you enjoy it, you're doing it because it's worth doing. Right, it, it like it's worth dying for, right? And and that's grit, and yeah, you you need the passion, but you need the grit as well. Like there's like like at this company, right? We hire for passion, right? That's one of the main things I look for. Um, but then after we hire them, right? Like you know, we we, we want to see the grit as well. Like what happens when things are hard, right? Like do people just give up, or do you keep fighting, right? Like that that like I, I think you need the grit as well. Yep, that's what I mean, and that's uh, the grit. That's how you know we're long term. That's how you know a team is long term if they have that, that grit. So I agree with you, Jack. Yo, I I took Nepo on a on a hike, and and she struggled a bit, but she fought Jack, through it. She fought through Jack, it. Jack, this was so <laughs> random. <laughs> hey, look, y'all heard all the stories he's talking about, like biking and hiking in the woods and crap. Like I don't do that. I I might go to the gym every other day. So when we hiked, yeah, it might have been like two miles and nothing more, nothing less. But hey, I have to take my breaks. I don't care. Look, I, I'm I'm still healthy. <laughs> all right, all right. 
take take care of yourself um brett but you, you gotta work on your glutes man it, it, it's uphill it's all about glutes <laughs> you're right though no i definitely do that every time i go to the gym now and i go on the yep. treadmill i don't walk flat i always like going mm. uphill so yeah, I, yeah that's good for your glutes and your um your calf muscles yeah. that's definitely what i like yeah yeah like I, i'm sure pat has really good glutes yeah i imagine um yeah <laughs> well so my apartment in paris it's on the eighth floor no lift so i'm going up and down the stairs every day so that i, I have pretty nice glutes yeah I, I love it i love it yeah you've got your yeah. master at home do you pat pardon <laughs> you, you you you've got an integrated stair master in your house <laughs> yeah yeah, we, um, we gotta we gotta build in stairs to whatever residence Pat ends up getting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the one now. I don't know if it's gone yet, but I really want to get it for tomorrow when I wake up. Um, it's called the Innoid Continuum. Oh yeah, that wanna, definitely. That sold it. for one Solana today, and that same person listed for one point eight. I'm sorry, that doesn't matter, but I saw that stuff. <laughs> it's like I see you trying to flip it for a quick buck. I see it. Oh, I yeah. Oh, like the that. Annoyed Continuum? Yeah, Enjoy. I do like I'm that one. Cool, cool. Dude, some of these names are awesome. Like, right? Grumpy, Heterodyne. Who Jolly came out with the names? Yeah. Okay. I can't take all the credit, but I was involved with the naming. The I Jolly was, uh, Delta. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I was I was chief namer, I suppose. I, 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 I figured out how to name them, and then um, there were uh, another person who helped me actually mechanically do it. But what we did that worked out really well was we, we literally looked up the, um, I don't know, like 150 or, or 200 or 300, I forget the exact number, of like um, most commonly used adjectives in the English language. Mm-hmm. And then, and this was my idea. And then I looked up this word list of like science fiction terms. And then what we did was we took like the first word of the word list because some of them were like multiple words. So we took the first word of that and we did this like random matching between like the adjective and the sci-fi word. And then we manually went through, including Brett did this, like manually went through and took out things that could be construed as like offensive or violent or depressing or something. And then we ended up with with this list. And some of the names are just incredible. And I've had people like tell me like I chose this building because of the name, right? Like I was at this crazy like crypto dinner in Austin, for example. And like, you know, one of the millionaires there was just like, you know, I, I want this one because of the name. And it was like the kind second, right? And and he was just talking about how um like he wants to be more kind in his life. Mm-hmm. And also like he sees the value in time. And so, like, it really spoke to him. So he didn't really even care what, what it looked like. And, and then I was like, wow. And, and this was, like, his first NFT in his life. And it's, like, a Neo-Nexus NFT, right? This is somebody who invested in, like, Bitcoin and Ethereum and Solana and all this stuff over, like, the last 10 years. But it's just, like, oh, but the first NFT they own is, is ours. And, that, and that's really cool. And, and it's so awesome to see. Like, there's so many people as well, uh, even in our community, where, like, you know, this is, like, the first NFT they've ever owned. And like, yeah, we feel honored uh, to have yeah, you here. Definitely. So yeah, y'all interested in the property? Don't forget our golden tickets, though. You there? There's a lot of benefits. I pinned it up top. But, wait, wait, wait. Um, so how do you get the golden ticket? Then those are on the marketplace too. You can just yep, look they're at listed. Golden tickets. Um, and they're pretty cheap. CMs. Yep. Should I just I write golden ticket and it'll come up? Or, yeah. 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 If you type Neo Nexus, um, all the Neo Nexus stuff actually oh. come up. Yeah. 
But all the benefits are pinned up top. I do believe we'll have a new infographic coming out soon. It'll be True. updated. But well, yeah, I know what I'm gonna get myself for the end of the year <laughs> present. Hey, it's a great present for friends too. Is. Like I, I helped onboard my friend onto Solana by giving her um a, a golden ticket. I believe that was her first NFT on Solana, and ever since she's been killing it. Like, I brought her to Miami. Jack got to meet her, and she has been killing it. Oh place. yes, I she picked up a stone ape crew and everything. No, but yeah, nice. I, I helped onboard somebody by giving them a golden ticket. I'm gonna do Love that tomorrow. It. So. The golden tickets, does it matter if I get like one or three or the more the merrier? Yep, the, the more you have, the more you get. Uh, but, but yeah, definitely have at least one. Like there are some things where it does depend on how many golden tickets you have. Like, so um, we have monthly free NFTs that get dropped um, or, or in the future will be claimed. And that depends on how many golden tickets you have. We, we do giveaways sometimes that do depend on how many golden tickets you have. Um, there's like some of our mints is going to be limited um, in the future. So like if you own three golden tickets, maybe you get to mint three times, right? So so it, it definitely helps. Uh, but but definitely like the difference between zero and one is massive. So so definitely everybody should have at least one. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's uh, definitely an achievement. I would like to flaunt of ours though. We've had a few achievements on Solana that I just want to make more no- noise about. Like yeah. the uh, fifty governors uh, mansion auction we did. I'm pretty yeah. sure we're one of the first unlimited mints on Solana. Like we minted thirteen. Oh, we we definitely are. Forty three yeah. golden tickets. You know, we're the first yeah. golden ticket. I'll put that out there. Now you see a ton. So, but, but <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely changed the game with the way we decided to like mint this. The way we we decided to like yeah. just pursue the whole thing. No, it's, it's so funny. Like, we, we try to innovate with everything we do, right? So, because we have our own custom smart contract. So, like, the golden ticket, like, the first infinite mint, the um, governor's mansion auction, that was all of our own custom auction code. First time an auction on Solana, where it doesn't take your Solana when you bid on something. It, like, charges you at the end. Um, with, like, the residentials, like, we were the first NFTs that was, like, 3D modeled um, that was animated with sound. And, like, people came up to me later. I was like, hey, Jack, how do you have sound in your NFTs? I haven't seen that before. Right. Or how do your NFTs like look so good? Right. And, and back then you have to remember, like most NFTs were just 2D pixelated images. Right. So it's like everything we do, we just try to keep innovating and doing something new and something new. And then sometimes it's like really well received. Sometimes it's not really appreciated, but all the time people copy us. And that's OK, because what people don't realize, it's like like you see one idea and you copy it. There's like 99 other ideas. Right. It's like we're creative or innovative and we have all of these things. And it doesn't matter how many of these things you copy, like we're going to execute and pull it off better. And we have so many more. But then also the, the humility part of it is, is we also see other projects in this space that do some things better than us. Right. And, and we absolutely have to learn from you guys. Right. Like there's some things that Chill Chat does better than us. Right. And it's like we absolutely have to learn from you guys and, and, and do some of those things as well and, and see how we can integrate them in, into our plan. You know, especially like, you know, that's one of the reasons I do so many Twitter spaces. Like half the time, I'm just like asking questions. Like the ones I host, right? Half the time, I'm just asking questions and learning. Like, you know, like, well, why are you doing this? Like, how, how are you successful? Like, what mm-hmm. makes your community so strong? And it's so helpful just to be a lifetime learner and, and uh, you know, learn from all the other um, really awesome projects um, in this space. Yeah, yeah, and your I mean, golden tickets were the first timed mint, right? Unlimited timed mint, and there's yep. never going to be another golden ticket created. So these that's golden correct. tickets are, that's it. Get them now before they, they moon. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. First, it, it, it's 
it's like sometime in the future, right? People are going to look back. It's like, you know, uh, I want to own some historic salon NFTs that were like innovated, right? And they're going to look at ours and they're like, holy shit, like everything this company does is just so different and innovative, right? I, I think that's how people in the future are going to feel. And it's something Isa talked about too, right? In, in the short time frame, like people think about flipping and all this stuff, right? But, but if you look at the collectibles market, right? Like the stuff that have long-term value are the things that stand out, that are different, that are higher quality, that like mean something, right? And I feel like like that that's what we're trying to do with like everything that we do. And I think we can see it, you know, we can see how much value like Neo Next, we can see the quality as well, like how much time and how much effort you've been putting into your work. And just hearing this AMA, it's like, where have you been all my life? Like, <sighs> I'm so <laughs> bullish. Like, I don't really do this much. Yeah. I think Napa knows, like, when she goes in my AMA, yeah. I'm really bullish right now. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I'm here now, Pat. We'll, we'll, we'll be best friends going forward. Yay. Come to Paris, <laughs> you guys. So I we can, will, like, will. eat a Hey, Pat, if you're really bullish, send me your wallet address in the DM and I'll shoot you a golden ticket. Mm. <laughs> what? Really? That, All right. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I've done that too. You got. I've done that too. I, I minted five, never thought about sold them, been holding them. I don't think I have enough. I don't do think anybody have? has enough. Well, maybe Issa has enough, but like, I don't think anybody <laughs> has enough. I don't have enough. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll hold these. These golden tickets are going to be worth so much one day. And that's just not the point. So much value is coming from these. Like, especially with all yeah. the stories. Yeah, you're not giving up anytime soon. Just don't die. Please don't. I, I can't. Like, like, like. <laughs> either I give up. Either like we succeed or I die. Like, like, like there's no other option. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you. Man. I, I understand completely. Yeah, yeah. Me- meanwhile, like, so Nico takes out life insurance policy on Jack's life just to protect his crypto portfolio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no. I'll I'll join you on some adventures. I, I love doing that stuff. That's crazy, man. That, All right, yeah, I, 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 need, I need that guy who like jumps in front of the truck to save my life. Yeah, so let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's go. Well, I won't we, die though. We won't go back thirty. Yeah, yeah. We, we need we need Pat with their like crazy ass strong roots to just like karate kick the truck <laughs> out of there. Yeah. Just bounce off my bum bum. <laughs> just like twerk the truck away. <laughs> watching that teaser video up there and there's some pretty big glutes in that teaser video for that party too yeah there's definitely some twerking going on yeah yeah Yeah, that that was pretty funny yeah Yeah, if y'all haven't seen that definitely check that teaser out that's that's the future right there i mean everyone's gonna be hanging out in the metaverse with their vr headset on you know profile pictures their head and just hanging out talking going to a party racing so it's gonna be i cannot wait to see what comes from all of this no oh, yeah no definitely awesome. like crypto king was talking about there's gonna be meetings and all we're gonna yeah. have parties in the metaverse there's gonna be a lot so what i'm trying to think about personally is like what jobs are gonna be created too so like some of us can front run that what can jobs can we create because we do know like some jobs and the reality is gonna be automated it's gonna robots and ai may take over some of us don't even want to work because we know we can get paid more at home it's the great resignation going on i was talking about this today so that might happen, and then there's going to be jobs created in the metaverse. So I'm, I'm super bullish on that going forward. I do think within the next one to two years, we're going to see a lot of VR and AR stuff going on, which is essentially a part of this quote-unquote metaverse that we talk about. 
Yeah, that's amazing. That's funny you say that because I'm actually sitting here looking at the residential, not the residentials, the commercials, and trying to figure out which one I want to grab for that same reason. Like I'm, I'm super picky when I pick something, and yeah, there's there's a lot of cool stuff here. Uh, grab I've a spaceship, Residential forever. What's up? Say grab one with a spaceship. Or like get some police. I'll check that out. Cop scene oh. or whatever. Also, also, like for example, right now, like with the the residents of commercials, like I see on your roadmap, you're gonna be having like characters and avatars, right? Yep. Yep. Lots, lots of cool stuff coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't talk know. much about it though. <laughs> mm, yeah. Let's see. Well, I'll wait yeah. tomorrow then. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll have a we'll have a private chat about the the future, Pat. Just, just okay, you and me. Okay. Yeah. Not 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 public. Not public. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. It's really interesting. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just saying because like when I, when I meet in person, I'm I'm more open about stuff because it's the type of person I am. Like like if you if you look at my profile pic, right? It's just it's just me. And like you look at my website, it's like what I did every day of my bike ride. I'm just like super public. So like you get me in person, like I'm like an open book, and I probably tell you like way too much. So like yeah, ye- yesterday like um like we were talking with the uh, uh Mambo Jambo and uh, the um, Chill Chat people, right? Cat Cabin was there, and like we 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 definitely uh, shared a lot, um, the three of us about our projects that to each other that was uh, definitely not public, right? But uh. <laughs> But but now we're like collectively like just so crazy bullish about each other's projects. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. <laughs> but I'm yeah, I, I, I know I, I know some of the chill chat secret plans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Isa. Nah, just to kind of piggyback off of what um, Brett was saying earlier. I've been thinking about a lot of these new economies that are going to open, especially as it pertains to like uh, decorating a lot of these properties, artists being able to come in and really just like express themselves in a way that they aren't able to in the real world because they have so many parameters they have to work around. Um, So I think that's going to be really cool. And I think it's going to be interesting how that factors into real estate and people flipping real estate, for example, saying, oh, well, you know, like. I'm going to buy this house. I'm going to dress it up and then I'm going to flip it because, you know, I I had this person do the design on it. It, It's going to be, it's going to be really fascinating to see a lot of these economies um, at work. Yeah, I I agree. Like it's so fascinating. Like part of it is also like an experiment, right? And and we'll see what wins out and what is successful at the end. And also like thinking, like talking about flipping like real estate, Pat, like, Cabin was telling me about how James crashed the entire, like, U.S., like, housing market in 2008. Have you heard that story? I heard a bit about it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, ap- apparently, he, yeah, apparently James is responsible for the housing market crash, and Cabin is responsible for COVID coming to Thailand. That, that's, what? That's what I, they told me, yeah. I didn't know that about Cabin. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's a, he's a super spreader, yeah. Oh, God. oh, actually, yeah, I heard. I think he went to this festival. Uh, it's called Color, and I think after that day, Tyler went on super lockdown. I remember that now. Yeah. So the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, wow, like chill chat. Like you guys are just like the four horsemen of the apocalypse, aren't you? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if that's what James and Pat did, like, like 
then, sorry, if that's what James and Kevin did, then what's Pat gonna do? Like, what's Pat gonna do? <laughs> I just have really good glutes, that's all. I'm a good all right, person. Wait, I just wait, I noticed something wasted. Isn't it like 3.30 in the morning for you? Isn't it 4.30 in the morning for you? Confirmed, yes. I'm a okay. D-gen. Confirmed, yes. <laughs> We're D-gens now. We, we should all we should all go to sleep, I suppose. Yeah, I think I'm going to rug it soon. the water bottle man in the chat. The water what? bottle man? Rich water. Rich oh, water. rich water. Yeah, hi, rich water. Rich water. You, you want to come up and say hi, rich water, even though we're about to fall asleep? Yeah. Do you want to say something? Do. Uh, do you want to have an ending speech? Yeah, I don't know if you guys know, but we've already officially announced our partnership with Rich Water. So we're I did see. I did see him on the DeFi thingy. I just spoke to him earlier, and I was telling him how excited I was to have gotten the the Neo Nexus collab bottle back from the uh, oh, from the original yeah. owner. I saw that. Is is the owner a like Twitter person as well, or is it just oh, a random just person? Random person. Um. Well. Actually, you know, it, it's interesting. He wasn't even familiar at all with Neo Nexus. I think he just, well, he might have been slightly, but he saw the bottle. He liked the design. He bought it. And then he tweeted about it. And then, you know, what uh, Richwater was doing was they were gifting um, a golden ticket for the person who acquired that bottle. So he got his golden ticket um, after that as well. So, you know, I, I was talking to him and I think Rich reached out as well and just kind of said like, hey, you know, it's just trying to get this gotcha. bottle. Gotcha. Um but I told him, I said, hey, man, you know, like, I think you should keep the golden ticket, but I really would like that bottle. And um, we ended up kind of making a trade. It's yeah, that's super cool. Like, like Richwater gave a golden ticket to whoever bought that bottle, I think. And it's just, it's pretty sweet. And, and the bottle looks really dope. It's crazy. Dope. Hi, everyone. Thanks for um, getting me in. I, <laughs> I, just, I was rugging a bit there, um, but I noticed I've, my timing's perfect because I've just stepped in as you guys are about to um, shut down the space anyway, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. would you like to say some few we, last we, words? We've been going, we've been having this space for like two and a half hours just because like Pat is so bullish and likes talking to me. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's I've, um, I'm, I'm in the car on the way to go uh, to visit friends and then celebrate New Year's Eve, so I think the best thing for me to do is just wish all of you a bunch of love and, and safe parties and, and have a, a really awesome time. Oh yeah, it's New Year's Eve. Yeah. Happy yeah. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy, yeah, New, happy New Year's Eve. Everyone. Oh wow. Yeah, thanks Oops. everyone. I'll um, I'll let you know what twenty twenty two is like tomorrow. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you whether it's worth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Tell us the future. <laughs> tell us the future, Rich. I'll give you some stuff. Not, not financial advice. <laughs> awesome. Wait, how, how is uh, how is Australia time compared to Thailand time? It's Do you different. guys know? Uh, I think I've only got four hours difference. Oh, it's two, 2.30 in the afternoon at the moment. Okay. What, where are you based, Richard? Wow. I'm down in Melbourne. All right. It's a bit further yeah. away. Yeah, cool. He, he's, he's, bit... he's so in the future, guys. And he's here to oh, tell yeah. us that the future is bullish on Richwater, Chill Chat, and Neo Nexus. <laughs> <laughs> so bullish on all that. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> all right. I got a rug. Um, you all take it easy, and I'll speak to you in the new year, hey? Happy New Year, man. 
Don't party <laughs> too hard, Richwater. Um, drink water only. Okay, we'll, we'll see you later. <laughs> I'll take your advice, my boy. Thank you. Yeah, happy new year, man. Yeah, bye, All right, yeah. yeah. So you were saying you the building with a spaceship? I see one right now that's sitting here at a gift shop. You know, you know. Wait, are you are you are you talking about? You must be talking about commercials versus. Residential. Yeah, yeah. Did you I've already got get a residential. residential. I I got my I got residential and my, my gold tickets. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, they they're they're commercials and residentials. They both have spaceships involved. <laughs> gotcha. I, I don't have a my my main residential that I got, which I was able to snipe a few days ago. Um, is for fifty sold. It's the only the only residential that has two. Uh, spaceships or flying cars with it um i posted it on my it's pinned on my on my profile but um that's my that's the only property that i own that has a spaceship they're not really that easy to come across you usually have to snipe them unless you just have supreme luck yep. which yep. i don't i, I yeah, think I there's maybe like oh, 60 wow. spaceships total something like that and there's something and there's like only four black trees at all at all Right. Are, are, are you talking 60 between the commercials and the residentials? Oh, I'm talking about residentials, sorry. There's like 60 There's like spaceships and resident, residentials. Gotcha. There's yeah. so many cool ones if you like go to the nearer to the end. There's one that's like the Jagged Jack. Looks cool. I like the. I, I would suggest I putting it here. You're incorporating all of this, right? So if you're inside the building, you'll be able to see out the, out the ceiling. Go up the stairs. I was hearing about this recently. So, like, it's not just the look of the building; it's what's in the metadata, right? So, when, yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. We were talking about this in Discord not too long ago because sometimes people would see features, see attributes that um, they couldn't they couldn't see from the outside of the building. And uh, a couple of the community members were like pulling uh, some of the renderings from the insides and letting them know, oh, yeah, that that attribute is actually because you have this on the inside of your building, uh, you know, per these blender files. So it's, it's pretty dope. Yeah, well, that definitely is a big, dis uh, big factor in my decision right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And something like the Jagged Jack is actually after Jack. So, <laughs> yeah, that one's, yeah, that one's I saw the cycling one. The uh, the spin cycle restaurant with all the cycling mm. stories, I'm like that might be a good one to grab, you know. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of people who want Tron bikes, uh, I, I, dude. I I want to be like the most massive troll. Like I just want to put like a bicycle inside Neo Nexus that goes faster than the spaceships, and I'll just like ride around your spaceship in circles. I, I think that'll be hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> you could definitely do that. Just make it, you know, a, a jet jet motor uh, bicycle or jet bike or yep. something you could definitely roll around there i mean you've got to you're gonna walk into the yep. parties and everyone's gonna throw their drinks at you and it's gonna be a yeah it's Dude, i see a whole bunch of cool stuff like happening. speaking <laughs> of cycling to parties right like i just don't understand people right so i was part of this like bike club you know we cycle like every week sometimes like like two three times a week and then there was like this like party like for all the cyclists not just in my group but like the whole club Right. And, and so I, I got invited and I'm like, oh, it, it's like a bike club party. I'm sure like everybody's going to cycle there. Right. So I put on my like cycling jersey and shorts and my bike. and I literally like back there to the restaurant and I park it and I walk into the restaurant with my helmet on. And everybody's like wearing like sh like dress shirts and like dresses. And I'm like, 
what the hell? Like it's it's like it's like it's like a, a party for cyclists, but nobody cycled there. <laughs> I was the only person who cycled there. And, and what I what I realized was like like one like people are more normal than I like than I think, and like two like these people they like cycle all the time so they actually like enjoy the occasions where they can't put on their shirt and their dress right because they they normally don't do that. Whereas like if you meet me in real life like I'm just always dressed to run, right? Like like legit like friends that like, even like Cabin and, and and like Jim was like joking about this yesterday. They were like. Can Jack wear that? And, and you know, it's just like I'm, I'm just like in a t-shirt and like running shorts like my whole life, right? And, and it's like I'm just always ready to run, no matter if it's like you know, like a wedding if I can get away with it, like a party, like a, a business thing, a meeting, like like whatever. It's just like this is what I wear, like take it or leave it. And you never know when you have to run because like I run all the time, right? There, there was like these two like um, like business uh, dinners, like one in New York and one in Miami that I just we just ended up sprinting to because I didn't want to be late to dinner, right? So like the one in um, in New York, we were like getting late and um, leaving the house. I'm like sprinting the fastest half mile of my life just to not miss the train. Um, and the train was like two minutes late, so so I did catch it. And then we we get to the um, train station in Manhattan, and I like sprint like we jog like zero point seven miles to the restaurant, and I was actually made it, and everybody else was late. And then the time in Miami, the traffic was so bad because of Basil that um, we 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 park like I don't know like like more than half a mile like point seven miles away from the restaurant that I invited people to. Right, and I'm like sprinting there because I didn't want people to wait too long for me. At least the people I invited. And along the way, I passed my my friends, and like, and they told me later, they're like, "Hey, Jack, I think we're pretty sure we saw you run past us, but before we could call out your name, you were like gone, just like this blue blur, right?" And so like, um, Smurth and like, um, uh, uh, what, what is it like, uh, uh, Colin who worked for me, like, you know, they they literally like kept with me the whole time, and we just like jog like these three grown men just like running down the streets of Miami to, to dinner. So, 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 you know, you just always have to be ready to run. And then the other thing I, I tell people is like, I'm, I'm like crazy enough that if I see somebody like, you know, in danger, like I'll literally like probably jump into the river and try to save them or like try, try to push them out in front of the car. So like my, my chance of survival is higher if I'm dressed to move. Right. Like, like I, I just like, can you imagine like if you're wearing heels and you're trying to like save a baby from a truck, like you probably trip over and die yourself, right? So it's, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. I, I, I don't think it's just, uh, yeah, just gotta be, gotta be ready. So you say you don't wear heels. <laughs> yep. I, I think heels are really amazing um, as weapons, right? It, it's just like you just stab somebody with your heels and like you're home free. So I, I, I think, <laughs> I think, um, I think it's appropriate for one of the four horsemen of the uh, for the apocalypse uh, for sure. Especially with strong glutes, you could really slam that heel down hard. I was gonna I say, like, <laughs> you're doing eight stories a day with your heels, like that'd be pretty good glutes. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, man. I'm getting, I'm getting tired, dude. Maybe she fell asleep. I know, I'm still here. I'm looking at the... So I didn't know when I looked on Magic Eden that it was, like, segregated, like, the commercials and the residential. So I just assumed that it was all one thing and I kept scrolling and waiting to get to the commercials. But now I found the commercials and I'm so going to get commercial now. <laughs> what are you going to get? Dude, the commercials look beautiful. Yeah, I love the commercials, like... 
don't if I tell you which one I like, don't outbid me, please. Okay? Uh, don't uh, buy it because I'm gonna wake up tomorrow, hopefully, and uh, sort out and get my wallet sorted. But I want to get the Apex noodles because that's just me. Nice. Okay. That's just me as a house. You get it? Yeah, I definitely won't snag it from you. Uh, Thank you. If you did, that would be such a dick move. <laughs> no, I'm gonna get the right now gifts. I'm pretty sure because I feel like you know a gift shop in the metaverse could be pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, that one's cool. Yeah. Oh, I want all of them. I honestly can't believe that um, you guys haven't like met each other before today. Right. I mean, we've we've spoken on text, but we haven't actually had a a talk. Yeah, we 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 talked on Discord and stuff, and I got mm-hmm. to hear Pat's lovely voice um, on Cabin cell phone last night. <laughs> it was today. Uh, but... It was yesterday. I Wait, it was it was, it was yesterday, yesterday for me. Yes. Yeah, it was today for me, but yesterday for you. Yeah, and because of time travel. Yeah, yeah, I was like freaking out. So I was like, Kevin, help me. <laughs> I have any problems. I, call I, re- I remember that. I remember that. I don't yeah. annoy anyone apart from Kevin. Like, if I need something. <laughs> He's literally... That's what Kevin. That's what Kevin told me. He's like, he's like, chill chat needs something. I just, I just get it done. <laughs> yeah, he, he literally is. Like, everyone's just like, oh, okay, let's ask Kevin. <laughs> He's literally like the dad, chill chat dad. Oh, but yeah. he's so young. How old is he? I don't even know how old Kevin is. I never asked. He's he's twenty six, I believe. Oh, um, yeah, and and I think he plans to get married uh, in two years. I don't know. Like he he had this whole plan. It's like at this age, I'm gonna get married uh, to this type of person. I, I won't leak it. I didn't and that, know and, and, he had a love interest. Yeah. No, 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 no. He he doesn't. He's just like. Oh. It's just like I need to be married at this year to this type of person, Aww. um, and and I'm 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 gonna have a child at this year exactly this year, right? And then and then Melty was like, well, like what if it doesn't happen? And then Kevin was like, well, I'll just be supremely disappointed. <laughs> you guys need to come to my wedding next year. Wait, that's next year. Uh huh. I didn't know where in Paris, well, near Paris, like an hour away from Paris. Oh, send me, send me the invite. I'll, I'll try to make it work. I will. I, will. I haven't planned yeah. it yet. I haven't been to the venue. Do you guys realize? Like three weeks ago, I wasn't even sure about going to Thailand, and like That's literally, crazy. I was on a Twitter space, and Melty was like, "Hey, Jack, Alice is having a birthday party in Thailand. You should go." And I was like, "All right." And then, like, I went, and now I'm in Thailand. So. I know, that's crazy. Every time yeah. you say Paris, my girlfriend over here looks up at me like, oh, when are we going? Go, are we going to Paris? come, come. <laughs> Definitely go. Definitely about Paris, come. for sure. But just don't think it's like Emily in Paris, because it smells like piss everywhere. Just a heads up. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave that part out. <laughs> I don't think she cares. <laughs> Dude, the, the crepes in France are so good, though. There's, like, so many crepe places all, mm-hmm. all over the place. The food yeah, is good. I've never awesome. been. I'm I'm really excited to go. We're we're definitely making a trip out there. So let me know if you yeah. come. We can yeah, like, for go, sure. take you some to like some nice French restaurants. Oh, oh let's yeah. do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Well, guys, I'm gonna rug because let's go. Yeah, that's right. Like I'm rugging regardless. I love you all, but I, I yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah, all right, guys. We we, we just all we just all need to go to bed together. All right, let's, let's end this. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. It's so nice to talk to everyone, and let's do this again, okay?
Okay. See you guys. We will. Peace. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.